When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is not Hugh Douglas and Joe Giglio. Tom Kelly, Al Morganti in with you on the midday show filling in for those guys. Happy President's Day, Al. Oh, yeah, it's President's Day. That means you're supposed to buy a car, right? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, you're supposed to, like, have big sales, right? Big President's Day? Is that, I feel like that's something that used to be a thing. Is that still a no, thing it's just now? still, they have their big sales and everything, yeah. And you buy a refrigerator or whatever it is. Maybe it's, not should... like, it's not like um, with Tech Monday, whatever that thing is, or Black Friday anymore. But Cyber Monday? Cyber yeah. Monday, Tech yeah. Monday. I call it Tech Monday because all you buy is stuff that's tech tech stuff. Which I should have waited to buy my dryer until now i could have gotten a better deal you probably could have a president's day i'm i'm so well we used to have two president's days lincoln two and presidents. yeah there was there was lincoln and there was uh the cherry tree uh, washington cherry tree yeah. yeah there was there was uh there was two days that you had off from school i mean and then they combined them and put them on a monday let's be honest and i'm glad you know everybody's off today it gives us an opportunity yeah. to come in and, and work together but President's Day is kind of a phony holiday, right? Like, why do people have off for President's Day? What exactly are we celebrating? The presidents. But, it's like, like presidents. what's the point it's of celebrating the well, presidents? Got, well, anymore, you're right. <laughs> you know? But <laughs> half the people hate the presidents in, anyway. Back in the day where people, like, liked them, it was like, you know, it's like two big, you know, Lincoln and Washington were, you know, popular guys, I guess. It just or seemed, especially around here, the whole Valley Forge thing, and yeah. we got the all the historical stuff. You got to learn your history, man. It just seems like a phony holiday. I mean, you have Valentine's Day the other day, which well, is like the king thing. of the phony holidays. Yeah, yeah. And this is, this, is this is just one where this people want to want to yeah, a, but it's a, a throwback to days where people liked the presidents. Well, why don't they just move <laughs> it then? Since everybody comp- complains well, yeah, and cries about the Super Bowl being on Sunday yeah, and having to work, that. yeah, they could do. Make it the day I would do that. Uh, that would be good. That would be cool. But yeah. no, it's fine. Gives you, and it's not. I think it's only a. Uh, it depends on your where you are, like in what you're doing. Like it's a real holiday if the banks and stock market are closed to me, and then you get no mail. Now that's, now, all, that's all that counts. That's interesting. I look at it as if I don't have to put my tra- I usually Monday's trash day. If I don't have to put my trash out on Sunday <laughs> night, then it's a real holiday. So, so, so the, is it a holiday? They did not collect trash today. There you go. It's a real holiday. So it's a real that's, holiday. Most unions have it as a holiday. Yeah. Day. So yeah, it counts. Well, there you go. It well, counts in the standings. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's that's all that Fourth matters. Fourth of July. Yeah, it, you gotta. You don't want to be taking away holidays. No, I mean I'm f- again I'm fine with it, but I think it's a phony holiday. I don't think it's it's one that like if we eliminated President's Day, I, most people probably wouldn't notice, probably wouldn't care. Uh, probably not. Yeah, I don't think it would it's, offend it's, many people. It's a nice break, and yeah, I don't like when it's too long. Of I remember doing the morning show, like they were off this morning, and mm-hmm. Devin was in with uh, Rob, and it was like 
Those were the ones you you'd look forward to the next break. Like, what's the next break after this? It's you say like you didn't enjoy working like on the morning show. Memorial. Well, it's like having three days in a row off was yeah. like really great. Like, I think the, it's not. It's a stretch now, right? Till uh, well, St. Patty's Day. Well, back home it's a holiday. It's not here, but technically, I think it's on a Sunday this year. Is that right? Yeah, same. See, like, that's a big holiday. When I was a kid, it's huge. I mean, everybody's off. City shuts down, and uh, then it goes Memorial Day. It's like I would just look to that, like, okay, when's the next three-day break? Well, April <laughs> April Fool's Day. That's not a holiday. That's probably your favorite holiday. No, I hate. Of course, it. TK, I think it's a holiday. Yeah, yeah of course not, you do. Not a holiday. It, you don't you don't go around just playing no, pranks that's on people. An amateur day. That's horrible. In fact, we get a memo every year not to do it. We do get that. We memo. get that stupid memo every yeah. year. Like, and I, I I was thinking of putting out a fake memo. We are we all rules are off this year. Do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You should yeah beat the beat beat the big wigs of the punch yeah, out really. and put out your own just, memo. Disregard anything that comes from this office. Do whatever you want. Just just for the record, I do not endorse <laughs> anything that Al is saying right now. I was going to say, April you sound like, you prank a lot of people? I, I can't I'm not see a big, that. I'm not a big prankster. That's Francisco Rojas producing the show today. He ended his strike of not producing my shows. He hasn't produced my shows in a really long time. He, he has been specifically requested not to be scheduled during my shows, but he's broken his strike today. Because well, it's a holiday. Yeah, yeah. it's a holiday. Yeah. Everybody's got to do things yeah. they don't want to do. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so it's on tap for President's Two, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. We'll celebrate President's Day in our own way throughout the course of the show, but uh, where we wanted to start today is with the Phillies. Spring training in full swing, and people are talking now. I mean, Bryce has arrived. He spoke over the weekend. Yeah, he wants an extension. Yeah, Yeah, he wants the extension. Obviously, very important. Trey Turner spoke the other day, and the interview that everybody's talking about, Rob Thompson on Saturday morning uh, joined Howard Eskin on his show and talked about a, a bunch of things, said a few interesting things. Uh, one that drove me out of my mind that we'll get to a little later on. But to me, this was one of the most interesting things that he said, uh, Al, because one of the big changes for the Phillies this offseason, the move from Reese Hoskins and the Phillies letting him walk, letting him go to Milwaukee and Bryce Harper moving to first base. And Rob Thompson's response to Howard kind of surprised me when he's asked about whether this would be a better team with Reese Hoskins. Here's what Rob Thompson had to say. I think to answer the question with Hoskins on the club, we would have been a better team. Now, you would have mixed and matched, you know, Harper, DH, or play right. first every once in a while. Castellanos, DH. Castellanos is going to be in there. He's 30 and 100 guy. But, um, yeah, I think I think so. And especially with with Reese's um, demeanor and uh, the level of poise that he brought to the game and his at-bats. I mean, he was a guy that uh, he didn't chase much, and he walked. He was on base in front of Harp and in front of JT and – and and Nick and and so that's that's a big part of it, no doubt. Now I was surprised that he said that, not just because you know it's counter to what the team did; they obviously let him go. But I also strongly disagree, and I'd like to get people's thoughts to start the show here. Was letting Reese Hoskins go a mistake, and would this Phillies team going into the season be better if he was around? If he was playing first base, Bryce Harper was in right, Nick Castellanos was in left. I don't think so, Al. Like, I think, I mean, we know Hoskins is a good guy, good in the clubhouse, hit for power, but uh, he was a butcher defensively. I think this team is more balanced. I think overall they're better with Harper at first base, better defense in the outfield, and Hoskins gone. What do you think about it? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, Let's get Al's mic on there. Oh, there we go. It's, I agree with you. I believe it's... I, you couldn't have. Uh, they're better in the other corner now. It looks like Bohm, you know, he's better. But I, I, the, the defensive mistakes were awful, and I, I just think you have to move on at times. I like a new. 
I, I think even really good teams need a, a different look. Um, and I like this look. And I like, and for Harper, I mean, I think it extends his career. Uh, and you can still move him out. I mean, there can be days you, you go out the other way. I don't, I mean, I. I, I liked Hoskins, and, and I like the fact that everybody liked them in the locker room and the fans loved them, but I do think that they're, bal- they're better balanced and better set up for, to move things around. Yeah, they're going to miss those big moments um, that they had, and I, you know, they're gonna, he's obviously been a big piece of it, but I think it's a better baseball team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree, Alan. If you want to get into 1-5-5-9-2-9-4-9-4, was letting Reese Hoskins go a mistake? Would this Phillies team be better if Reese was playing first base and Bryce Harper was yeah, back could, out in the Could outfield? you even sign? I mean, if you if you do that, and I thought that Merriweather thing was a really really good signing. Yeah, Mer- uh, Merrifield. 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 Yeah. People are already Merrifield. screwing up his name. Uh, yeah. They're screwing it up on the morning show today. Um, but yeah, I think that was a good signing, too. And this is the reality with Hoskins. And I think it's something that not all fans want to admit. And I think it's something that even the guys in that clubhouse, be it Rob Thompson or anybody else doesn't want to admit, is he was always going to hurt you in the playoffs giving up runs. And you look at that game five of the World Series against Houston, one of the biggest plays in that game was when he couldn't field a ground ball first. And you look at that game specifically – there's a play at first that he didn't make, a big play at first that the Astros first baseman did make, and that was the difference. And on a team that already, we saw it at the end of last year with the series against Arizona, a team that already has a ton of really streaky hitters. Hoskins is really streaky as well. When he's going good, yeah, he he hits a lot of home runs. He's really dangerous. But you need a little more debt balance, and you look at the way the team is built. Schwarber at this point in his career he can't play the field. Like, he just needs to be the DH at this point. And Harper, like you said, Al, and this is so critical, this is going to lessen the wear and tear on his body. It's going to extend his career. And you're just so much better defensively with Harper at first, who I think is already a gold glove level first baseman. And now at two of the three outfield spots, you have guys who are really good fielders with a lot of speed in left and center. Yeah. I don't know that it's fair to point to Reese at a, at a big moment failure when he had so many big moment successes. I mean, a lot of highlights with him. There were. You know, yeah. A lot of both. But overall, I do think, I mean, do you have a guy playing first base that's basically there for the first time 50% better <laughs> than, than, than what you had at first base? Right, exactly. So, and that, that's pretty amazing when you have that. And, you know, then you go to Merrifield, you add... I, yeah, Merrifield. Re, you, you had me questioning myself. Well, yeah, really. You, re, you added something that... I think it's a real important signing. In, if I look at it in, in terms of Hoskins was here and I couldn't have him, I look at it and go, man, there's a lot of stuff they can do now. There's a lot of things they can do. No, that that guy, Al, he could log, yeah. what, 70, 80 starts playing seven different positions. Exactly. I, 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 think, it, I think they've set themselves up. You know, see, to me, this was a... Much as Dombrowski makes big, big moves, he also makes really... Nice baseball, educated baseball moves, looking at the team and what they've done and how they put it together. And I think he didn't need to make some of the, like, he loves to make the big moves. I even went after, you know, the big fish, didn't get him. But, you know, he's going to go to the Dodgers, so it didn't matter. But he does make a move that really helped him. That's a, it's a really smart baseball move, I think, coming in. I, I, I look at it and go, I, they're, 
if I look at this team this year coming in, last year coming, I like this one better. Yeah, I, I agree. And if you want to get into one five five nine two nine four nine four, and you know maybe that's kind of a better question here. Who would you rather have, Reese Hoskins or Whit Merrifield? Because I'd rather have Whit Merrifield. I think that he makes this team better. I think that the way he's going to be able to give guys rest. I mean, Stott, Boom, Trey Turner. You, you take a start from them. You know, here and there, maybe once a week they sit down. You can get him out and left. You can get him out and right. Castellanos can get breaks a little bit. And I think that's that's something that's really beneficial for this team. And he's the kind of guy that they just didn't have last year. Yeah. Guy who can play all over the diamond. Yeah. It's a, it's a better balance. I think the manager, I think Hoskins has that uh, stature where he, I don't want to say he had to say something. But you you, know, you, got a, you got a a locker room you're taking care of too, so I I think I think it might have been like I'm sure I'm not saying he's lying, but but I'm no sa- go ahead I'm and say saying, it Al go I'm ahead say, I'm, I'm saying, about to say it about I'm somebody saying, else in a minute I'm saying he's very yeah. Canadian and didn't want to didn't want to upset even somebody that's just left yeah by the by the way on President's Day the tr- kind of traitorous you're wearing a Canadian hat today isn't this supposed the to be a celebration leaf? of America the, yeah. I'm wearing the maple leaf yeah yeah well I'm, I'm like, oh. uh, it's just a nice hat I mean and it's kind of neutral uh. I find when you do this it's neutral yeah it's like wearing a Swiss hat there you <laughs> I can, go I can offend anybody yeah nobody nobody's upset with Canada no. nobody has problems it's impossible yeah he can two one five five nine two nine four nine four in a minute. Do you want to get to some sound from one of the Phillies players uh, who kind of indicated that uh, he was he was kind of told what to do? We'll get to that in a minute. First, let's go to Jeff from Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? Yo, what's up, guys? How you doing, man? TK, I'm with you, man. This this holiday is for gazy. It's just whatever. Yeah, it, I mean it, it's it, it's it, fine. It, it's it's fine for us, uh, Jeff. But it just seems like it's 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 lacks importance that the other it, holidays have. It's the government equivalent of the Hallmark holidays, such as. Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, you know, those kind of also uh, made-up holidays. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> okay, I believe that this current version of the Phillies is much better defensively and a better overall all-around team than last year's. And I hated to see Reese go, but when Harper got hurt, you know, he's not going to go back. Once he started playing first base and showed that he could play really well yeah. for someone who's never really played there, he's not going back out to the outfield. So, and with Rojas coming up, um, I really like that kid. And if, if all he does is play good center field and hits 240, 250, that's a, that's a positive. I just think he got overwhelmed in the playoffs last year. I don't think it's any, any kind of, uh, you know, when they say people he got exposed, well, he just had a bad – you know, a bad playoff run, it's, you know. And, Jeff, I mean, the the reality of it is, and I agree with you on that, and the reality with Rojas is if if the guys who are supposed to be producing are doing their job, uh, he's much right. less the focal point it, of, the, exactly. of what happened in the postseason. Exactly. We shouldn't be complaining about a rookie center fielder that, that didn't hit well in the playoffs when you got these other guys. That sh- they're the they're the reason why we lost. They, they went cold. Um. And I would like to see. I, I'm tr- I'm curious to see who is going to be the closer this year. I mean, Committee, be one as they those, say. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I, don't think I think it's going to be like whoever's hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically the way I look I know. at it. Yeah, I, I, and that that may work. Man, I real. I just I just like a defined role in the in the. In the uh, I like. Yeah, bullpen. everybody likes a defined role until it's the playoffs, and you want to undefine the role. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Topper does that though. That's the one good. That's but he one didn't. Thing he did. <laughs> no, no. This last year, this this year he didn't, or this past season he didn't. The year before he did. Yeah. Though. 
Yeah. He, and that's that's kind of, I think, why people got frustrated because, dude, you, you know, you, you went to these guys when you thought situations called for it, and then this past season, oh. you didn't. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you, Jeff, and appreciate the call. And yeah, I mean, I think that that that's going to be really interesting to see how this bullpen shakes out. The Phillies really didn't add anything in the bullpen. It's a lot of the same guys as last year, and um, you know, you're you're relying on Jeff Hoffman to be as good as he was last year. That's certainly not a given. Well, they got a kid and, that you never know. Yeah. yeah, you don't know. I mean, you have no idea. I have no idea. I thought that it looked started great. I have no idea, but but you know, to get that experience is really good i mean to be a kid to have that 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 whole feeling mm-hmm. of playing for a team like this to go into big moments that's really <laughs> that, that, that's invaluable i mean even if it didn't work out for, but you've been there right been so, there so maybe this year when yeah. you're in that situation you're not overwhelmed yeah, like you were like, last yeah year. it's like it's a it's a it's a big move i i'm a great believer in being in the playoffs and being on a team that's making a playoff drive and seeing how much every inning counts, every other pressures that come because baseball is so long. If you if you bump along through the right reg- with a good team in a regular season, it's like ah oh, well you know it's a big moment, no no big deal. We'll get them get them the next day. There ain't a, there ain't a lot of next days. No, when, when you're in October. No, and that's the unfortunate part. I mean, the Philly you you could see it last year after game two feels like the series <laughs> is over. A week later, yeah. your season's over yeah. and you're going home. Two one five five nine two nine four nine for, but the question we're asking to start of the show, uh, who would you rather have, Whit Merrifield or Reese Hoskins? I think that Whit Merrifield is a better fit for this team. Hoskins, sure. You'll look at the numbers. and You are get, insane. Get to you Go Francisco. ahead, though. But you, you look at the numbers. Obviously, Hoskins is going to put up better numbers uh, and bigger numbers. But Merrifield's a better fit for this team. But what's interesting about this, Al, we, we just played that sound for you of Rob Thompson saying he thinks they'd be a better team with, with uh, Reese Hoskins. Now, Bryce Harper was asked about this, and this was a big deal in the offseason. Because a lot of this was going to be dependent on what position Bryce wanted to play moving forward. It seemed like he kind of chose he wanted to play first base here, but not according to what he said over the weekend. Here was Bryce over the weekend on how the switch to first kind of played out. Not too much my preference at the same time. Um, I think we had a you know pretty good conversation. Um, you know, me and Dombo, we sat down and um, you know, we said this would be great for our organization, and I said okay. I, you know, I wanted to make them. You know, understand or not make them. I wanted them to, you know, know that I was on board with anything that they wanted to do. Um, you know, if that was right field, that was first base, and I told them that. You know, I said if you want me in right field, I'll play right. If you want me at first, I'll you know play first base. And you know, I think as a collective, they said, you know, first base is where we want you. And you know, I said okay. Now, there's two possibilities here. Number one, there's a disconnect with the front office and the coach and the clubhouse and that they wanted Hostins back and the club or the front office kind of dictated this. Or number two, he's lying and just doesn't want to seem like the bad guy. I'm going to go with number two. Well, you don't like him. Well, it's well, it's true. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, but no, he's he's just he's it, doing what's best for the team. I think, you know, they liked Hoskins. So he, he, Hoskins can't be here if he says he wants to play for right. first base. But what do you think happened? Do you think Bryce said, I want I think, to play the outfield? I, no, I think, yeah. I think Dombrowski told him, it's a, it's, we're a better team overall if we move you for a longer team, for a longer time, if we move him. In other words, I think he called him in and said, basically, I want you to put your general manager's hat on mm-hmm. instead of a player's hat. <laughs> Which Bryce always has on well, anyway. Well, yeah, so but look at, look at it and say, okay. Hoskins is terrific. You you obviously going to throw some people out from out there, but let's look at the long term. Let's look at the really on this team with man. And, it sounds dumb, 
when you have one guy that's a utility player and one guy that's a kind of a legendary player or a, let's calm down a little bit well i mean he's he's a big name he really is yeah. i mean he's been was here a he's long a, time a very good power hitter. so so as dombo as he's called <laughs> um has to convince the the star player like he's a really good baseball guy dombrowski i mean he he basically talked talked and he talked a superstar into doing something that's better for the whole organization without kicking and screaming about it. A couple of times he's done this now. Even, look what he's done with with Harper in the past, let's say, two weeks. I don't know how he did it, but he diffused the whole like extension of the contract and diffused the whole you're going to play first base by, I believe, by having him take an overall global look at this and say, this might sound ridiculous, but we're a better team with this utility player than with this led, this uh, this guy that's had all right. this status here in Philadelphia. This 30, 100 guy. Right. It sound, but when you really look at it through a baseball lens of a 162-game season, then it's like... We have we have made it so that we can we can maneuver better. Yeah, I think it makes you a better team in the regular season and in the playoffs because once you get to the postseason, defense is so important. And you look at that lineup last year, Al. Well, money's so important too, right? Murrayfield <laughs> gives them a di- right. Money's important too, and Murrayfield <laughs> gives them an element that they didn't have. As you look at last year, and what have we talked about so much in the difference of that series being Arizona being able to string hits together, do the little things, and when you have so many home run all or nothing guys, you're susceptible to what happened in Game 6 and Game 7. Yeah, and and I believe this is not a long-term contract, right? No, it's a one-year deal. $8 million. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, an, it's a remarkable bridge, which you wouldn't... What would it have cost you to keep Hoskins? Probably, I mean, what did he get from the Brewers? Like $30-plus million, I mean, something like that? It's a, to me, it, it's... It's a. It sounds stupid, but it's a no-brainer. Exactly. That we're way better now. I agree. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. What would you have preferred, Eagles or, or Phillies? Keep Reese Hoskins. Bryce Harper stays in the outfield, or do what they're doing. Move Harper to first. Sign a guy like Whit Merrifield. Have better defense yeah. across the diamond. Uh, Want to get people's takes on that? Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. When we get back, uh, I see Francisco chopping at the bit, so we'll we'll let Francisco get his pro Hoskins propaganda out here uh, in the next segment. Also, <laughs> we'll celebrate uh, President's Day in our own way President's. today. I, I, I'm p- going to put you to the test and some of our callers to the test okay. today, uh, with our presidential knowledge. <laughs> 215-592-9494. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani, in for Joe and Hugh today. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm sad alone in a boggy marsh Totally motionless except for her heart Mud flowed up in her lumps pajamas She's totally confused all the passing piranhas She's Sports Radio 94 WIP Tom Kelly, Al Morgani with you on this President's Day What's this song now? Presidents of the United States of America That's Lump I think they disbanded That was a great song I kind of like it that was, yeah. Oh, that's And a, I don't like music That is a They were one of the first alt bands They play these The guy's got this strange guitar That he puts bass strings on And I think they just hung it up I think recently They're from Seattle They were like during Nirvana and all that But okay. that Lump song is great Then he do Peaches And you know, finally get some music that you like that Yeah, thing, yeah thing, I like that one on that one I, I, I can do a little alt rock Old Rock's good, n- oh, not bad. What about you, Francisco? Do you like that? You're the mo- music expert around Yeah, I, well, I just saw the alternative band on Wednesday at the church around the corner. Oh, at uh, the military church? Gun. Yeah, it's oh, okay. uh, First Unitarian Church right, right around the corner. Okay. But I just saw an alternative band. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like uh, that song. Well, and then they had stuff. lots of music up at the, uh, at the hockey game. Yeah. Oh, man, that was... Uh, I don't know how they decided that the... Um, <laughs> the Jonas Brothers were the, the yeah, the but big, the, aren't the, the Jonas Gaslight Brothers Anthem like Gaslight Anthem was there? Like Jonas Brothers got the headline. Aren't they washed up at this point? Jonas I don't Brothers know. Was popular like 10, 15 I, years I ago. Oh no, I guess North Jersey's bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll we'll get into that. We'll we'll get to the Winter Classic or the uh, Stadium Series. Stadium Series. Yes, I want to get your thoughts on that in the next segment here, Al. But uh, our main question to start the yes. show today, and it is our Twitter question of the day. Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. You're smiles the first thing that others see when they meet you learn about and schedule your evaluation at pidentalcenter.com you can find this on twitter at wip midday show who would you rather have whit merrifield or reese hoskins that is the question of the day and i i i really do think this is a better team with Whit Merrifield, the things he can do for you. You move Bryce Harper to first base. You're so much better defensively, and it just makes more sense with this team. And and as we talked about in the last segment now, Merrifield, one year, $8 million. I looked Hoskins' Good contract deal. up during the break. <laughs> Two years, 34. So you get him essentially for half the money you would have gotten Hoskins. Yeah, and you can make a move after this year, see what's, you know, see how it plays out. Right. And so, I mean, and they're really good this year. It's a really good team. I mean, this is a, this is a team I go into this spring training assuming they're in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it would be it would be a massive oh my god if they missed the playoffs. Oh, oh lord! After going to the World Series, going to the NLCS, basically having control of that series yeah. and giving it up, it would be a disaster. So yeah, we're in agreement. We want Whit Merrifield now. Francisco Rojas producing the show. I sense you don't agree, Francisco. Make your case for Reese. For a, so for a thirty homer guy and a guy that puts an OPS plus up about towards like 120 to 130 every year. How do you want somebody that's, what, what Merrifield's 35 years old now, not exactly the same player he was a couple of years ago. I don't see how you would want him over Reese Hoskins. And this is what, coming off the bench? Correct. He does a lot more, yeah. and he's going to be. He's going to be. I know he's versatile. Bench. I like the fit. Don't get me wrong. I just don't see games. how he's. I mean, I would 
kill for Reese Hoskins over Reese for Whit Merrifield on this team. I, I disagree. I, I just look at it. I think Merrifield's probably going to start like 70 games when you look at he could start in the outfield, could start in the infield, can give guys days off. And they need a player like that. And Hoskins, like, I, I get that, you know, you look at the power numbers and the power numbers are great. But defensively, he's a butcher. He's an absolute uh, The metrics say over. differently. Just saying. The metrics say differently. He, he costs you. He's cost them he a did, lot of but games. He was, well, first off, he was not the reason why they lost to the Astros. The Astros were the much better team. Yes, Reese made some, you know, he butched a few balls in that series. But it, the Astros were just much better. The, the, the Phils didn't hit, and the, the Astros pitching was just a lot better. That was the reason why they won that World Series. It wasn't because Reese Hoskins butchered one or two ground no, balls. No, but he does it during. But what does your defense look like? Give me the I, roster with him at first base. No, Give me the lineup. I, I get that. Of but the left field and or the one outfield position in first base. I, I I get it, and trust me, like with it's the better move to have Bryce at first base long term for his contract. I totally understand. Well, it might be better just for the season because you're you're upgrading two positions. Right, right. No, I I get it. I'm just saying, like if. if for Reese's bat, I just think it it made up for a lot of things. It, it's because you're a Reese fan, That's and this not, is the I, I don't Reese like Reese. Too. I don't I like Reese, but but it it. it it prevents some people from looking at this situation objectively. Like, they're a better team without him on it. They just are. I, I get it. But, you know, look, I was prepared for Reese to, to not be here. I, I, once Bryce became the first baseman, I was prepared for this. But if we're talking about Whit Merrifield versus Reese Hoskins, Reese is the, the hands-down choice right. here. But if he played this year, don't forget what happens once the season starts. Every time he makes an error, it's horrible. It's like you're going to go through an entire summer of the local hero getting killed yeah. every every time. It's like, why do we do this? It's like people, you could, people like me getting ready could, to jump on. Well, them all not the just, time. but I mean, just fan like everybody, like everybody. There, there are certain things that happen everywhere, but Philadelphia especially. Every time you've got an outfielder that can't hit at all, every time he goes, it's going to be like, oh God, why is he there? Well, he's there because of this, it, because it, because of his glove. Every time Hoskins doesn't do something right, it's going to be, well, what the hell? Why did we sign this? It was like, it, it was like this is what you're going to do. Every time Castellanos goes after a pitch low and outside, this is what it would have been with Hoskins. Right, and, and this is the problem. Like, It would have been fine if you didn't already have Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos, but you do. Well, like, that's, yeah. Like, if you had a, a, a spot to put Reese Hoskins at the DH, then I'd be fine with that. But you can't have him out in the field. You need better defense, and you need a more balanced lineup, and I do think a guy like Murrayfield, even though, sure, if you just look at the numbers, it sounds crazy, like you said, out. but for this team, I just think he's a much better fit. Yeah, it's a, for, it's a, you can't put metrics on it. This does not work with metrics. We're not using the metric system. We're going to the English system here. There you go. We, Perfect. <laughs> we've lost, we're throwing out the metrics, yeah. and we're looking at it in terms of, if I'm a manager, I like the moves I can make better. Yeah, no, and it gives you more flexibility and, and gives you more uh, of an ability to make moves as a manager. 215-592-9494. But is this team better off with Whit Merrifield than Reese Hoskins? And do you think letting go of Hoskins was a, a mistake? Do you think it was a bad move? I mean, the Phillies could have afforded him if they had wanted him back. Harper could have played the outfield. I think they're better off this way. Uh, Al, you do too. Francisco does not, but would love to hear your opinion as well. 215-592-9494. We'll get to some President's Day stuff in a minute. First, let's go to Jay in West Philly. What's up, Jay? What's going on, CK? Uh, what's going on? What's happening? 
this was a bad movie. And the, you're asking the wrong questions because it's not with Maryfield. Maryfield wouldn't have been here if uh, Marsh ain't get hurt. Yeah. If the question is Hoskins or Schwarber. That's the question. Well, I mean, they, I think the, that answer is clearly is a better Schwarber. Than him. Huh? I, well, I, I think Schwarber's pretty clearly the better player. Better no, hitter. Hoskins is the better hitter. Schwarber is all or nothing. Like, you can only have him at DH. They'd have been better if Hoskins was a DH. They could have traded Schwarber. And I believe, like, I believe that uh, Bryce Harper was lying to me. Because you know he pandered to everything. So, for him to say the organization said it, and you can clearly hear that Topper wasn't with it. Because he said they are a better team with Reese Hoskins there. So, he wasn't a fan of it. But the real question is either him or Schwarber. So you'd, ra- you'd rather have Reese Hoskins Schwarber. than Kyle Schwarber, Jay? Yeah, because he clogged up the bases. Wouldn't he put Turner in a better position? The lineup would be better because Turner would be up at the top of the lineup. He could create more damage. He had two ten hitter with 45 homers and what? This was the most RBIs he had, but 45 homers and 78 RBIs and all that? No, yeah, and he, and he walks, the, a, he walks a ton, Jay. He gets on base a lot. And, and, and Reese Hoskins walks. He got a better eye than Schwarber. Well, you got $20 million the only reason, in Schwarber. The only reason, <laughs> the only reason Horb, I mean, Schwarber get walks up there is because of the home run potential. They don't want to give him nothing to start off the game, which we, is fine. But you're telling me he's one-dimensional. He can't he can't do that in a 4-5 or five hole. He can only sit up there and then he clogs up the bases. That's the real question, Schwarber or Hoskins. And then you're getting rid of a foundational player that was here when the loser started. And he was the buffer. He was the clubhouse um, leader, and that's why I said. Yeah, but, but, the, you, but, they but, get but you got Schwarber. You, you're not going to get rid of Schwarber. Schwarber is not better than Hoskins. Yeah, but you're not. But you, but but you can't. His contract. Why can't you, why, he's, because why it's why an existing. It's an existing twenty million dollar contract. I know, but you can't get rid of that. Hoskins got less than that. Yeah, but. But he's on the books. Schwarber's on the books. Okay, but it wasn't uh, Cassiano on the on the books? They tried to trade him. You could have got more for Schwarber. You could have traded Schwarber. Oh and got man, him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the real question. No, that's the d- real question. Schwarber or Hoskins? Yeah, Jay, and I so, hear you, man. And but, so, but yeah, so don't even you can change that question to Merrifield. Is Schwarber or Hoskins? Yeah, well, I, well Jay, Merrifield. I think that I hear you, and I appreciate the call. I think that makes it even an easier question to answer. You want Schwarber? You'd rather have Schwarber than Hoskins? Yeah, I would. Yeah, forty-seven homers, one hundred and thirty walks last year. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Why, uh, he's, why, just like, oh, he's like, oh, just forty-five homers. Why, why are we doing? Yeah, we don't want to get rid of Kyle Schwarber. I mean, Kyle, and, and again, I get like, and I think the way Jay's looking at it is the way some Phillies fans look at it, where. It's the fact that you like Hoskins, you don't want him to be gone. And I get it from that perspective. Like, he was the guy who came up through the system and was here in some of the bad years and was a really good clubhouse guy. But at this point in where the Phillies are, they're looking to win a World Series. That can't be a determining factor in whether you keep a guy or let a guy go. No. No, and Schwarber, for as much as people complain, I don't know. I I, I tend to look at things in terms of like a, a team, a clubhouse, or whatever. Schwarber seems really important to me to, in all of that. Yeah, no, he absolutely is. I mean, Schwarber is 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 critical to the success of this team. And in a few minutes, we will get into the the lineup conversation. 
that always kind of, of take shape here in regards to, you know, where Schwarber should hit. And I don't know if you heard Al, but Howard Eskin uh, gave his lineup to Rob Thompson. Oh, I'm right. sure Rob took it down in pen. Do right? you think Rob uh, humored him at all? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll get to that in a few minutes here. But it is President's Day. Um, and I thought we could have some fun with this, Al. Uh, do, what, what is your presidential knowledge like? Is it in depth? Uh, Washington was one. And that's about it? Kennedy was later. Okay. Well, great. <laughs> N- nicely done. <laughs> that's all um, I know. <laughs> but, I, okay. Well, I wanted to test you here. I wanted to give you some presidential trivia questions. Yes. And if any callers want a presidential trivia question, just let Francisco know, and uh, I'll give it to you throughout the course of the show. We could have some fun with this. Um, okay, Al, here's your first question. Who was the first president to throw out first the first pitch at a major league baseball game? I'll give you multiple choice. Um, um, do you tough, want multiple choice? Taft, tough, tough, Taft. Wait, you don't even need the choices. You got it. William Taft. Taft. Like hundred years ago too. How about that? Yeah. I was been playing possum. He he's, he's great at these trivia questions. Well, that one's a baseball question. Okay. <laughs> this next one's not. I'll ask you this one. What kind of crop? Did President Jimmy Carter and his family farm in Georgia? Do you want to? Well, that's easy. Choice? That's what? peanuts. That's baseball too. How's that baseball? You got peanuts I, at a baseball game. Sometimes I, you I, peanuts I, at a, it's not a baseball question. <laughs> I mean, they, what are you? are like a presidential savant they, over they, here. They made their money selling the peanuts to, to baseball stadiums. You could have asked me that same question. I would have given I, you ten answers before I give you peanuts. Because, because you know a lot about. I know a lot about nothing. Well, if you don't, don't know that, if me. you don't know that Jimmy Carter was a peanut farmer, I mean, you don't. I mean, why would I know that? Everybody knows that. Jimmy That's Carter like, was the president before I was born. But it doesn't matter. It's like yeah, I didn't know that either. He's, he's a legend. He's he was legendary. He's like was he? A, yeah. I mean, well, I lived I in Georgia. Kind of I, lived in, I lived in Georgia, so I guess. I, did you live in Georgia when Carter was the president? I think so, but I don't remember who was president then. Well, what years did you live in Georgia? Uh, Seventy nine. 80, 77, 78, 79, 80. Let me get my uh, presidential. I don't think here. he was. Yeah, he was. He was, was president he? from uh, 77 to 81. There you go. So I lived in Atlanta. Yeah. So that's why I know. There you go. <laughs> well, th- you're two for two, Al. There you go. So I, I thought I could make you look silly, and you just kind of you, you just kind of r- turn the tables <laughs> on. Me. So uh, I'll try to get, I'll try to stump you uh, in the next segment when we ask more <laughs> trivia questions. But if you want one, let me know, and I'll uh, I'll give I'll, I'll give Francisco a couple too as well throughout the course of the show. Because I guarantee he won't know any any of these. That was a shot. Yeah. That was mean. Well, you have to quiz me back, Francisco. Okay, fine. See how we all do. But Al's clearly uh, what head of president the pack. played the saxophone? Um, I <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me look at my list. Of- I was I was studying earlier. <laughs> I Lyndon think I knew B. the answer. Johnson. Now I don't. Lyndon B. Johnson. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. All right. Nixon. No, no, no. All right. Well, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll get back to you. Let's get a Mike in Florida. What's up, Mike? As usual, it's a beautiful day down in South Florida. How are you guys doing? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful here, though. It's beautiful, bright, sunny, nice and crisp. It's a beautiful day up here. Much better than being in Florida. Still cold, though. Al, I think you're lying. You know what? I'm not lying. It's, I love it. I, I lived in Florida, too. I'll take this day any to any day in Florida. All right, you got it. Listen, about Reese Hoskins. Yes. Every, everybody loves him. Yeah. You know, Clubhouse loves him, fans loves him, hit a bunch of home runs, but he was a very, very flawed player. You know, even on the field, as Ray Diddy used to call him and Bohm, the corner butchers. Yeah, Bohm's so got a lot better. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. But speaking of that, if Hoskins was at first, 
it actually makes Bohm a worse third baseman because <laughs> he has to make every throw impeccable. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. That, is a, that is a really good point. And, hey, based off last year, you might be dealing with a butcher at shortstop, too. Hopefully not. Oh, no, 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 no. He's just not. Yeah, but not, not, of that, not, of that quali- not of that quality no. butcher. No. You know, also you got to look at the money. $30 million, you know, as opposed to bringing this utility guy. And I don't know much about the utility guy, but he makes it fielding better when he's in the game. You know, the options are much better that way. You know, and you can't have Schwarber and Hoskins on the same team. It's just an impossibility, you know, especially when you're paying, you know, Hoskins that much money. Yeah, Mike, and I, I, we obviously know about the defense, and, and they're both probably DHs, and I don't know if the Brewers have realized that yet. I think they'll re- realize that pretty soon. And also, when you look at the lineup, like we saw it the last couple of years uh, against Arizona in the NLCS and against Houston the year before, when you have so many all-or-nothing guys, so many guys who are so based on power, it's just really hard to get them all going at once. And if any of them are called, I mean, your whole offense can just go to sleep. And if you look at that, one other important thing that nobody seems to mention, whenever the Phillies had a great run or won the World Series, they always had one or two utility guys slash pinch hitters that were fairly clutch that came in. There's nobody but nobody on this team, including Hoskins, that could come in in the clutch late in the game and you could count on to get a hit. They're just totally devoid of that. And this is, you know, Murrayfield or whatever his name is, seems to be somebody that could kind of fill that role. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Mike, and I think he's a guy, and I appreciate the call, who can give you a, a lot of different things and could do a lot of different things for you and just gives you an element, Al, that you just didn't have the last couple of years. They haven't had a guy like this. Like, they tried it with Sosa, and he's in the infield, yeah. and they tried playing him a little bit outfield. He just can't yeah. do it. They had some big pinch hit home runs, but, but Stott was kind of in and out. He'd come in, and he had, I think he had a big home run and Posh Posh Posh, 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 yeah, Posh. he hit one last year too but he's right I mean to have the guy that you really count on there it's a, it's a real difficult t- thing to ask mm. so I, I mean I really do I really do look at this as I, I, I look at this as really a smart Dombrowski move uh, baseball move I, I was real I'm telling you I was so impressed with what he did here without making Thunder and lightning mm-hmm. uh, in in a, in, a, in an off season to kind of stitch things together and not have things blow up. I mean, this Hoskins, this ridiculous extension talk. Well, uh, that, I mean, that's uh, Harper is just. Ridiculous. But I mean, but I mean, I mean, how many guys could have dealt with it the way Dombrowski did? He, he well, really, I mean, he really, I've, he really dismissed it without being dismissive. Well, I've never. <laughs> well, I, no, this is the way I'd put it. I've never heard. Bleep you said so politely. Yeah, but but it wasn't. But it was. It kind of was. Kind, it kind of like you can it, desire it, it, whatever you want. Yeah. You're not getting a contract. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was nice. And 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 the fact when when Harper talks is like he, you know he talked to him about everything. So it's like they're kind of. I think they've given him a place at the table without without the placemat. Like I kind of I kind of like even he he. He really does want to do things that I think are best for the organization. And uh, maybe, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's important to me to have a guy all on board like that. 
Yeah, no, it is. And, and the fact that Harper, he, and who knows if he wanted to move to first base, didn't want to move to first base, says he didn't. But like you said, I do give him credit for the fact that if that's true, if he wanted to stay in the outfield, doing what's best for the organization is commendable. Yeah. I mean, that's what you need to do. Yeah. And look around. There ain't a lot of, I mean, you make that kind of money, you've got that kind of impact, you usually get your way. <laughs> yeah. Well, typically <laughs> typically you do. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I mean, doing doing something for the greater good of the team is is important and I think they all kind of recognized as much as they liked Hoskins because that's that's the big part of this is from a clubhouse perspective I don't doubt that all those guys probably wanted him back like yeah. Rob Thompson probably wanted him back all, all the teammates but for them to recognize this is a difficult decision but we're going to have a better chance to reach our ultimate goal and win a World Series by letting this guy go yeah. they do deserve to be commended for yeah. that yeah and nice that move. Yep. let's go to Tommy in Scranton what's up Tommy Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, so I think if the question is Hoskins versus Schwarber, then Schwarber's clearly, you know, the right answer. I think what really hamstrings the Phils is Castellanos. Um, You know, he doesn't get on base particularly well. He doesn't play the field particularly well. His power isn't significant enough to make up for those detriments. Uh, I know Hoskins used to play the outfield. I can't remember. I'm sure he wasn't good, but was he a complete butcher out there? Yeah, he was terrible. They played him and left one year, and they realized this is not going to be sustainable. Yeah, I just think Castellanos really hamstrings the fills. I don't know if they tried to unload him, tried to eat some money. I think they could definitely do better out in that spot, whether it be Hoskins, probably not because of his defense, or or someone else. Uh, So, you know, that's my take on uh, on the Phil's roster. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Tommy, and appreciate the call, man. Thanks. And Castellanos is an interesting one, Al, and he's such a, you know, I, I guess odd guy in a way, but... Um, I'm okay with Castellanos. Like, last year, yeah, he was terrible in the NLCS. A lot of guys were. He was so good in that Brave series. You're just going to live in, like, he's going to have his really good periods. He's going to have his really bad periods and just going to kind of live with it. But I'm okay with him out there. Um, Yeah, I'm not okay with his – I mean, I I guess he's admitted to a horrible approach at at certain times at the plate. Mm -hmm. I guess when you look at it, it's why the Braves can't win in a postseason when they can't manage to – deal with somebody the way other teams can deal with them in situations like that. Right. Um, but, I mean, if he – he's a real interesting case to me because there's so much good in his game, and there's that one awful weakness that you don't see many guys that have played in the American League, like where they had the DH forever, not be able to bat with two strikes, not be able to be more disciplined with two strikes. This guy's plate discipline with two strikes is – stupid <laughs> at times. No, really. I mean, you'd look at it and you just, you'd throw things at the TV like, what? what, what, what I, I know. I, I, I get it. But if you're hitting him seventh, which is where the Phillies are hitting him. What does not matter where you hit him? If you have two strikes, you don't do... The, it, to me, if you if you admit your shortcoming there and and specifically work on that, that, like, that has to be, that has to be the absolute only thing I'm working at this spring training. Every time I go to the plate, I want, I want the manager come out and say on the scoreboard I want two strikes now let's go yeah. <laughs> that's all that's it, what I want I just I look at what he did in the Atlanta series and you know when he's locked in he's really locked in but you're right I mean in the, in the NLCS he just wouldn't stop swinging that jeez <laughs> but I don't know what it is Castellanos is like my Hoskins like I like his attitude I don't want that guy going anywhere I think he's funny Entertaining guy. Yeah, my mean, mom loves him. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big. I mean, I like him. His talent. I mean, he's got the kid thing going, which is 
pretty good. You look so cool with that unbuttoned shirt, too. I, it's a good look. <laughs> it's a good look. I'm just Pause. saying. What the hell is hey, this? I want my right fielder out there looking good. <laughs> I, whatever. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to, I wanted to get at you about what, what? take about uh, offensive coordinators or something being young yeah, and hot. They are You're weird. What, Kellen Moore and good Sean offensive McVay? coaches are what? young and attractive, oh, and defensive coaches are old and grumpy and crusty. And that's why I, I like the, fil- <laughs> the Eagles hires of Kellen like Moore and Vic Fangio. Vic Vic is a defensive coordinator name. It's a different defense coordinator look. I want him old and grumpy. Offensively, I want a guy in his in his thirties, you know, good looking guy. I just McVay, I don't, I don't, Shanahan. You know, I just don't know the, an, here. the analytics on this. But <laughs> study but it. I, I'm I telling you. I don't know. Supported by statistics. Uh, I guess it is. DK's metrics, uh, young hot offensive coordinator. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's been proven over over time. Two one five five nine two. All right, look at who's coming in for an interview. I'll swipe left. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's what Howie did. Maybe that's how they figured it out. Maybe that was the <laughs> ultimate decision on Sirianni. Yeah. <laughs> is they're like, you know what? He's good looking enough <laughs> to where he deserves another year. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Reese Hoskins or Whit Merrifield? Uh, how is this team better off? Uh, we both think it's Whit Merrifield. Uh, Francisco thinks it's it's Hoskins, obviously. But um, Merrifield, we just uh, I just think, gives them more depth and gives Rob Thompson the ability to do more. And Reese Hoskins, as likable as a player as he was, just didn't really fit. So if you want to get on that, you're welcome to. Uh, we're doing presidential trivia, and when we get back, we will talk a little bit about the Flyers outdoor game over the weekend. Uh, get your thoughts on that, Al, and also the Phillies lineup issue and who should lead off. That oh. coming up as well. I'm Tom Kelly, along with Al Morgani. Sports Radio 94 WIP. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly along with Al Morgani. We're in for the midday guys today. Uh, that was Travis Connecty scoring goal now. That's on me. I, I played that because I, I was under the impression that was the goal from the, the game that on the weekend. That was a national game. That, that was, was a, not from the stadium series. No, it was a previous game, Toronto. Yeah. yeah that was a good game. But that not was, as good as the weekend. That was even though they lost, that was a good event. Disappointing performance, though. You know. Yeah, on, the goalie man. had a tough game, yeah. or, or some, but I mean, just the event was. Man, they, that, they've had like forty of these now. They, they really are fun. They are. And they I, really are fun. I wish they would play. And I know you can't play like every game outside, but no. they should do this more. They should do this every year. Four teams: Rangers, Flyers, Islanders, Devils, with almost a, a local tournament. And but count in the stand, not like the M- count in the standings. Like your regular game, that's one of the games you would play. Right. And you could do that. I mean, obviously there are some climates that wouldn't support it. Yeah. But you could do it in Canada. You could do it well, they, yeah, you know, they do. Northwest. No, there's, there's no climate that wouldn't support it. Well, what do you mean? Like you there's can't no play climate. outdoor hockey in Cal- Southern California. They did. A couple of times. Did they? Yeah. No. Vegas. I guess yeah. I'm wrong about South that. South Florida. I mean, How everywhere. does that work? How do they keep the ice cold? Well, do you have a refrigerator in your house? Yep. <laughs> But that's not <laughs> what, you know, that's, that's not maintaining do. an ice surface. Yeah, I they feel can do, like the only thing you can't do is rain is a problem. Well, they play in the rain here. No, okay. it's fine. You can have outdoor. They do it all the time. You can be, you can go Saudi Arabia put a put a rink in. Why do they not do it more? Well, because it's the, I think it's weather depend like the rain. Mm-hmm. Snow is no problem. If it rains, it's a, you know it's a big undertaking. Seventy thousand people. It's like, but I think you could do it. I honestly think you could do this every year. And, and go with Citizens Bank Park, um, MetLife, Yankee Stadium, um, whatever they have out on the island. I don't know what the hell's out there. Um, have, it, have it done. I mean, it's a blast. It, it really was fun. I didn't, some of the telecasts were, I think they tried to get too much in and they missed some plays talking to people that were there because kind of they were stars or whatever. I think they missed some, but the uniforms were cool, most of them. The, inter- the entrances were awesome, except the Islanders. They wouldn't let them do anything, came in in their regular clothes. Lou Lamorella wouldn't let them. Oh, what a, what a bum uh, yeah, No is. kidding, yeah. So yeah. they wanted to do like a rocky theme thing like the Flyers Yeah, everybody did. did. The Rangers came in with the fire department and police department stuff. Calm down, uh, like Lamorella. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, but it was cool. I, I, think, I think you could have that event. I think... I think you should. I think more. You should think outside the box from time to time to do something like that. It really is. Like you had the big five here, and for whatever reason, I think people have lost touch with it, and I, it makes me really mad that you had something as special as that, and it's kind of gone away. Well, a big part of it is all the teams stink. That's the problem. Like aside that, from Villanova, yeah, and they're not even, good. Even this them, year, but. but even before, I, I think Villanova going big time. And I had to. I mean, there's no... But, I mean, there are games that are at the Palestra that aren't even banged out. I right. And when they try... Now, I think that that new thing they have down at the Wells Fargo, I forget what they call it, where they, um, they all six teams now got City involved. City six, yeah. City, I think that might work, but there's some special things that you could have. But I would do it... I would do it at the at a different venue sometimes, just yeah. to have that. I mean, it's cool. No, it was cool. It was really cool, and we can throw that out for for a side topic today as well. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Like, what's a venue you'd want to see a game at? I would pay so much money to see the Sixers at the Roman Gym. <laughs> I would if you told me like the Roman Coliseum. No, no, Roman okay. Catholic. Oh. <laughs> 
I thought you were talking about the the Roman Coliseum. Coliseum. No, no. I'm I'm imagining Joel Embiid like all (laughs) suited up in armor, ready to fight against LeBron. If you told me that they were playing the Lakers, whomever, that Roman, okay, I don't care what those tickets cost. I want to see that. You know what? That's pretty cool. That's a good idea. NBA game at at the Rucker Park in New York? Yeah. Yeah. That would be sick. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Really. It would be be cool to see something like that. I I love what they did a couple years ago where... They had the baseball game in like the cornfield. Yeah, uh, not Iowa. a cornfield. You didn't guy. like that? I, I, I hate, thought that I, was pretty cool. I have an agenda there. I hated that movie. What? Do, how do you hate? Field I, of I hated it. I hated it. I, I hate hated everything, it. and I love I, that. Movie. I love baseball, and I think that's everything that's wrong with baseball. Why? What was because the matter base, with because it's to me, touching tail. No, because the baseball lost its way when every when we became I called it a stained glass sport. Every oh look at the the legends and this and that and no baseball is a really physical game. And you, I, I think you should celebrate hard slides into second base, how hard it is to play. I just, I, 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 I thought that was so sappy. I hated that movie. I just, well, I'm I mean, a distinct minority, how, but I hated that movie. How can you not tear up when the girl I didn't is choking on the hot dog and, uh, you know, the, the guy has to come across and, and give up his youth to go save her? That's an amazing scene. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Talk, there's nothing like talking con. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Talking Talking, cor- talking yeah. about corn? Well, I mean, the, 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 those ears talk, right? Yeah. Oh, give me yeah, a break. That's true. Give me a break. That, maybe what the, the hell? No, it wasn't, but, so it wasn't the corn. It was the, 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 no, the was guys like, in the corn. No, it was stupid. Right. It was just wow. stupid. I like. Did you like Field of Dreams, uh, Francisco? Legendary. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. I, now, cried, I cried when he had uh, Catch With His Dad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I cried. Uh, Great movie. Real tears. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Main topic today, though, uh, do you believe that the Phillies are better off without Reese Hoskins and that Whit Merrifield is a better fit? Um, I just think it makes it fit a lot better, Al, and, and you know gives the ability to do a lot of different things. And, and even though we look at the numbers and Hoskins obviously hits a lot of home runs, generates a lot of power, yeah. Merrifield just gives you an element that you didn't really have the last couple of years. Yeah, a lot of moves, a lot of under-the-radar stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good baseball signing for, I guess, $8 million anymore is like <laughs> nothing, right? Right. <laughs> No, like that's free, I mean, absolutely. Like a freebie. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get to the lineup in a few minutes here. But um, our, our other thing we were talking about today, President's Day. And by the way, very uh, important news during the break. Thank you to Joanne on Twitter tweets at us and says, in Hatboro, they do collect trash today. So it's, I guess, not considered huh. a formal holiday. They don't, they, don't regard, they don't have any regard for past presidents. Yeah. And this, this kind of bothered me because I grew up in Hatboro. And during the break, you're just ripping the town. For absolutely no reason, you said the name is stupid. Well, I didn't know they named, they built hats or they manufactured hats there. Yeah, it's like I don't. I guess the, that's a logical name. I guess Hatboro. Now I went to Upper Moreland, but Hatboro Horsham was our chief rival. Their name, their uh, mascot name, is the Hatters. <laughs> Mad Hatters. <laughs> yes, the Mad Hatters <laughs> uh, was their name. But two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, get back to the phones in one second. But Al, I did want to ask you one more trivia question. All right, the phones. President Woodrow Wilson uh, played Woodrow. baseball at Davidson. What Dave. position did he play? Another baseball question. Another sports question. Uh, so I assume he was a rich kid. So they usually play first base. He's an outfielder. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he played outfield. Uh, Woodrow Wilson. Al's a fraud. Yeah, no, no, no. When was he the bride? I didn't even... 
I like the name Woodrow though. Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow, 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 now Wood- I printed out my list of presidents. Ain't any Woodrow Woodrows around anymore? Who's the no. Who's the bigger legend? Is it Steph Curry at Davidson or is it Woodrow Wilson? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Woodrow um, sounds like a band. Yeah, <laughs> Woodrow Wilson was president from 1913 Ooh. to 1921. Two-termer. Oh, so yeah. Congratulations, Woodrow. What a name. Yeah, that's a great. Guys. I should have named my son Woodrow. No, Woody. <laughs> that would have been. Yeah, good. that would have been good. Yeah. 215-592-9494. We'll get to the lineup in a minute. First, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Carl and Maple Shade. What's up, Carl? Yo, guys. What's Who happening? The Eagles. Um, the first thing. I would want, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, is for my coach to get some sort of reclaim of dominance to this team. For him to have this label of puppet and lame duck, I mean, this is no way. And I think that when that question's asked, what does Nick do as a head coach? Go see one of his practices because Nick is running the show and he's running it hard and he's doing it right, pushing every player to the right level. And that would end the story with what does Nick do. Then he puts it in the hands of his coordinators. But he is running hard practices, and that's how he can save himself. Well, uh, yeah, what, what do you so, Carl? You just think the problem is they yeah. practice harder? Wasn't the whole issue last year that they didn't practice hard at all in the preseason? That's where I think he can show change. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, make make this a different kind of camp. Yeah, I mean he's got the opportunity yeah, now. What there. do I do? Yeah. Come to one of my practices. I'll show you what I do. Yeah, I, I mean, I I guess Carl, but I think like there's only so hard you can push these guys. Like there are no, rules against not, it. Yeah. Oh no, I I that's why I said he has to do it right, in the right measure. But you have to push these. I mean, tackling's an issue. I mean, these are all the things as a head coach that he could show. Yeah, I, I, I'm in control. Come to my practice, you'll see what I do. That you can't have a, a lean duck puppet label on your head coach as an owner. Yeah, I, I got you, Carl. Did you want a, a presidential trivia question? Sure. Okay. How many sports did John F. Kennedy play while he was at Harvard? Three. Three. That is incorrect. I'm sorry, Carl. The answer is four. Uh, do you want to guess what they were, Al? Well, I'm sure he played football. Uh, yes. Um, I don't know if, if uh, I don't think he rode. So was there? A, there's no sailing team at Harvard. He did. Right? Yes, he was a sailor. Was he sailing? Yeah, so sailing. sailing. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I would think baseball. Uh, no, uh, swimming and oh, golf. Oh, sw- oh, swimming and golf. Yeah, that's I did not know that. I didn't. I mean, you I'm, got sailing. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well. I mean, every one of those schools has sailing. Yeah, all the rich schools are sailing. I didn't. I didn't know schools had sailing. Oh yeah, I had no get idea. a scholarship for it. It's uh, or or well, a cruise. I mean, everybody's got a cruise. You used to cover sailing, right? You said you went yeah. to Australia to cover sailing. Yeah, I covered three America's Cups. Yeah. So I mean, I know all. Those oh, they guys. have a America's Cup for it, huh? America's Cup for sailing. Yeah. Ah. That's a yeah. It's really it's not that good anymore, but it used to be really good. It used yeah. to be fun. I covered all bizarre sports at colleges. Well, that's awesome. When I used to play at uh, that 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 school, I used to play in their summer leagues. I played for a team called Wigglesworth. 
Wigglesworth <laughs> was a house. It sounds yeah. It, sa- it sounds like a, a Harry Potter <laughs> it was, house. It or was something kind like that. of it was yeah. like what the Hufflepuff. Hell? Yeah, it's basically what it was like. <laughs> there you go. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in here, get back to the phones in a second. But talking about the Phillies and the Reese Hoskins thing, and another big topic down at spring training, and this has been one of the big talking points so far. Is, is the lineup mm-hmm. and who should lead off. And I feel like this question is one that we've asked for a couple of years now. But, you know, the question to start here is, do you think Kyle Schwarber should be the leadoff hitter? And I've come around on it. It just works. Where are you with Schwarber leading off, Al? Um, I, I'll tell you, and I, I, don't, I do not think it shouldn't be asked or be an issue, but it's, it, it's a non-issue to me. Like he's the leadoff. I mean, that's what he does. The, the, the team does better when he when he's there. I under, I understand people being, I, I it, it, it's going to go on forever. Even when they lose, it's like it's just built in. Like they, I, if you could bake in a controversy, they basically have baked this in as soon as they got him. Right. They, like everywhere he goes, this is baked into the conversation when he comes in. And I guess you could move him here and there, but he, he's been pretty productive there. And it is a, it's, a, it's a maddening issue to me because I believe he should lead off, and I believe if they paid me to argue against it, I could argue against it very well and say it shouldn't happen, but I want him to lead off. I, I do too. And if you want to get into one five five nine two nine four nine four, do you think Kyle Schwarber should be the leadoff hitter? I mean, he should be, and it's not. I I kind of feel the same way as you do because last year, the first part of the season, I was thinking, okay, well, just make Turner the leadoff hitter, move Schwarber down. But for whatever reason, it works. You know, he walks a lot, which is important for a leadoff hitter. Get on base. He hits uh, so many leadoff home runs where I think that. There's just a value in that where you go up and you start the game. You're up one nothing right off the bat. How yeah. many times have we seen him do that? That's a, such a, a valuable asset to have. Yeah. And again, with the walks, like, sure, his batting average is low, but if his on-base percentage is, is over 300, close to 350, that's that's what you want from your leadoff. Game. Yeah, it, it's an, it's illogical. It's it's it, it's like that. There's that old Woody Allen thing about you know my someone my relative thinks he's a a, a chicken, yeah. and they go, well, did you tell him you know that he's not a chicken? He goes, we don't because we need the eggs. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, but it's it's so funny down there because I, I feel like Howard has taken it upon himself to be just on the leadoff hitter beat. And he's asking everybody about it. He asked Trey Turner about it the other day. And earlier, uh, or over the weekend, rather, he asked Kyle Schwarber. Here was Kyle Schwarber talking about the leadoff spot in his uh, little uh, back and forth with Howard. Kyle, there's always conversation about the lineup. Um, Do you care where you hit? I know one has been kind of locked in, but do you care where you hit? No, I mean, I think the biggest thing is wherever the manager wants us to all hit, right? And, you know, I think if it's one, if it's whatever, whatever spot it is, that that's where I want to hit. And, you know, I've said that I've had the majority of my bats out of the off spot, and, uh, you know, it's just a fact. You know, it's, it is what it is, but, you know, I've hit – I've hit – one through nine in my career too so um yeah so wherever uh wherever i end up that's where i'll be do you think you're better at the leadoff spot than you are at other places in the lineup um uh i guess the i think you would say the comfortability factors there just because i've done it the most there that's where i've hit the most but um yeah i mean 
just got to be able to, to be prepared wherever you're going to be hitting. And um, like I said, I've hit in other positions before. And, uh, you know, if you even if you are leading off, you lay off the game once and then you could be hitting in a different position coming up in that inning. You could be the four guy, you could be the five guy, you could be the three guy, two guy, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like it's just one spot there, you know, to start off the game and then anything can happen. First off, I love how Howard brings it up to shore, but there's a lot of conversation about it. When Howard's the one starting the conversation. Uh, yeah. Well, there always is, though. It's a, right. it's an ongoing. No, it is. But uh, Schwarber is right when he says, like, this is where we I think we overanalyze it so much. You are only guaranteed to lead off the game one time. Yeah. And then, you know, it really doesn't make that much of a difference from there. Well, it depends on what kind of lineup you have behind you moving, you know. I guess the the bigger argument to me is just – having somebody that can move on the bases mm-hmm. that 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 is legitimate to me which is why I hit it out of the park and then you have to worry about that right <laughs> but, but but it's not going to happen every time and i you know it, 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 it's it's it makes sense on a it makes it makes sense but then it doesn't when you watch them play right it's just okay this is what he does i mean i, I you know for what it's worth like the phillies came back a lot last year late in games but there aren't many teams that, let's say the game is at 7 o'clock, that you damn well want to be there at 7 o'clock because, <laughs> because he's up. Right. You don't want to miss something <laughs> yeah, because really. Schwarber's, there's yeah. a good chance that yeah. he's going to hit the ball out of the park yeah. and the, you're going to miss one of the most exciting yeah. plays of the game. Yeah. Or you're going to be yelling at him because he shouldn't be there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So who do you want to be the leadoff hitter for the Phillies? Throw that in as well. 215-592-9494. But this is another thing, Al. Howard gave Rob Thompson his lineup uh, on Saturday morning. Would you like to hear all that back? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here it was. Here was Howard giving top of the lineup. Stott and Turner. I want guys running around the bases. And and they both feel that they should have more stolen bases. Harper third, Bo Maria Multo. It doesn't matter, they're flexible. Schwarber fifth, fifth. Bo Maria Multo, then either fourth or sixth. Oh. Castellanos, Marsh, and Rojas. You got your lefty righty, lefty righty. You got it all fit in there. And tell me what. That's a good lineup. <laughs> it is. It's a good lineup. And whatever one we go with, if it's not this one, if we get shut out three or four days in a row, I'm going to this lineup right okay, here. Okay, well, I, I put it on a small card so you can keep it with you. <laughs> I'm putting it in my wall okay. right now. Dope. Do you think Topper was serious? Do you think he really liked the lineup? There's there's nothing as... Um, as there, there's nothing as, um, as nice as a Canadian... There's nothing. I mean, you know, he could be thinking in the back of his head, whatever. It really wasn't a bad lineup. But I mean, but yeah, like I, you know, Howard's become that uh, lovable curmudgeon at times. He is. Yeah, and he's he's gone down there. He knows baseball, obviously. He, uh, he, everybody, he's there. He shows up. So I mean, they have to put up with him. And I mean, it was a logic. It was a logical lineup. Uh, yeah, it was. I was just so disappointed in Howard because we were on together the other night for riding with the king, and you know we were talking, and he's telling me about how he's going to give Topper this lineup. He's very excited about it, mm-hmm. and I pitched an idea to him that you know just ask Topper if you could be the bench coach for a day down spring training, oh, and you get him all dressed up. He's got the Eskin '94 jersey on. Oh. Uh, could you imagine that? And he said he was going to ask Topper, and he didn't do it. Didn't do it. No, I'm very upset about that. No. <laughs> That would have been awesome. Like, that would have been a highly rated spring training game. Who would not have wanted to see Howard in the dugout all dressed up and, you know, positioning Bryce Harper out there at first base? 
it's I, I think most people would be horrified to try to run a, a, a to have the egos there to have a, I I had one game as a coach um, as a, in a, an intramural not intramural a um, like a, a celebrity game. celebrity game? well no it's a, it was the Flyers against the Phantoms for a charity game okay it's horrifying. <laughs> so you were coaching the actual Flyers team? Oh yeah. What era was this? Like it was 90s? against Jonesy. Oh, uh, Jonesy, had, Jonesy had the Phantoms. Oh, he won. Oh, really? Yeah, he offered him money. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> and he didn't pay. Great... Then he didn't pay him. <laughs> so your guys are dogging it. They're probably hung over, and my Jonesy's guy, guys are playing. My guys were watching the World Series and wouldn't come out for the warm up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how bad it was. And then Jonesy stiffed him. Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. It was horrible. Now we got a scandal involving one of the presidents of our organization. President's Give those Day, guys those money, yeah. President's Day, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Keith Jones. This is just a <laughs> just a little giveaway here. Jonesy is not the answer to any of our trivia questions today. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. But if you want a presidential trivia question, we'll get those from you as well. Also, do, who do you think should lead off in this lineup? Al and I agree. Again, we both think Kyle Schwarber should be the leadoff guy. Guy, but your take on that and also our side topic today, what is a, a stadium, a venue where you'd want to see a game? You know, Rucker Park for the Sixers was a good one from San Francisco. The Roman Catholic Roman gym. Catholic gym for the Sixers. For the Sixers. That would be awesome, too. So if you have a creative one of, uh, of those for us, love to hear from you. 215-592-9494. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani, in for Joe Gelio and Hugh Douglas. This is The Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King. 
at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Radio 94 WIP, Tom and Al in for Joe and Hugh today. Yes. Uh, what is this music, Francisco? Uh, military Gun. Military Gun? Yes. Okay. What Are, are they one of your, like, uh, mosh pit bands? Uh, I did mosh on Wednesday. Yeah. I oh, one. no. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a big mosher. Does he look like a guy who would be able to survive a mosh pit? Yeah. He's light enough to get, he can surf a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stage dive, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm too old for. I still go to. I still go to some punk things. Like I go to an Irish punk thing once a year. Oh yeah, and it's still a bit bonkers. Uh, it's getting old. You know, a lot of the guys are too old to be doing that stuff. I'm right. afraid of some concussions. Some would say I'm too old, but you know. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm afraid of concussions. Yeah, what's have, going on. Have down you ever there. broken any bones or anything? I've gotten hit in the face. Thought I broke a nose. Okay. I was fine. You know. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. You got to Tika. I'm trying to get you to go. You know, you'd be good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you if you, if you bought me a ticket, maybe I'd show up. I, I mean, know. it takes only like fifteen twenty dollars sometimes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You we'll know what? I'll, you know, I'll do it. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. Bring the, the fam. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring. Yeah. I'll bring my kids. <laughs> yeah. Bring your bring your kids. Is it a fan? Are these family friendly events? You know, it's funny. I have seen some like moms and dads bring their kid, and they have like the you know the headphones on that block uh, out the noise. Yeah. You know. So, this doesn't I seem like that. it probably blocks it out that much, though. It's probably still a lot. Yeah. And that was only a death metal show, too. It was Hatebreed. So. Oh, <laughs> the Electric yeah, Factory had some legendary ones. They were, it was a great place for that. Oh, yeah. The Where Franklin Music Hall was just there Saturday night. Yeah. 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 Now it's that name. Yeah. Where was the Electric Factory at? It's still there. Do you grow Where? up here? I, I say yeah, Roman Jim. I say the Roman Jim, and you say the Roman Jim. The Electric Factory's on South Street, right? No, it's not. That's TLA. TLA. I'm, like, I'm trying to think where to describe it's where the uh, four, they're like Willow and fifth, fourth, fifth, maybe. Okay. Willow and fifth, Callow Hill and between. Okay, I kind yeah, of yeah. know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, right there. Yeah. You've never been there? No, I've never been there. I, I've I, been to like a few con. The only concerts I've ever been to have been mainly at the Link because I used to work a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Taylor Swift and, and that kind of stuff. I went to Tom Petty at the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, that nice. Was cool. That yes. was a fun concert. Yes. Yeah. It's because yeah. you have the same first name. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I like Tom Petty's music, though. That was a fun Yeah, concert. pretty cool. Yeah. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Talking about a lot of things today. Uh, Whitmerry Field or Reese Hoskins, who's the better fit for this Phillies team this year? Who should be the leadoff hitter on this team? Um, as that's always a big topic of conversation. Um, and then our side topic, what's a venue mm-hmm. where you would want to watch a sporting event? And what sporting event would you want to watch there? Um, yeah. Roman Catholic gym, not the Roman Coliseum, as I thought. <laughs> But we got a lion coming up and stuff. Yeah, I would like to see an Eagles game at the Roman Coliseum. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't even the event. I I, I saw the orchestra uh, did something from there last year. It was pretty cool. The Rome Orchestra or something. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But I would like to see like uh, an NFL game at Notre Dame. Yeah, that would be cool. 
Yeah, it'd yeah, be really cool. Yeah, they should do something like yeah, that. Yeah, because these special venues, it, it it is really different. Like they play in the little league field, right? The Phillies, the the um, right. Um, well, uh, what's the name of the town they play the little league World Series? Well, William Williams. Well, yeah, Williamsport. Williamsport. Right. Yeah, they play that game up there. That'd be cool. How about Eagles Steelers uh, at Happy Valley, Penn State Stadium? That that would be nice. That where they should have a hockey, another hockey game. Yeah, that, I think next year they they're playing the hockey game at the Horseshoe at Ohio. State. Okay. That, That'll be, uh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I just feel like, man, those are just tough viewing stadiums for a hockey game. I feel like if you're up top. I actually thought the best one was Lake Tahoe. It was during the uh, the, you know, the uh, pandemic, so it was like just outdoors, but that was that was so cool. Yeah. Watching that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be cool to see them do more stuff like that. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go back to the phones and go to Rick in Deptford. What's up, Rick? Canadians are wonderful people unless you're driving a car in Montreal. Then it's another story. (laughs) Al Morgani, before you say no, I want to throw a scenario at you. I'm watching the game the other night at the Meadowlands, which is great. But what if you had two rinks set up side by side and both games were going on simultaneously? And then the next night... The winner plays the winner. The loser plays the loser simultaneously. I don't know about simultaneously, but I could do more afternoon, evening. I could do that. Well, why not simultaneously? Because did you ever go to like a wrestling regional event where they have the two mats side by side? It's a lot of fun watching both matches going on at the same no, time. No, you can't do that. You can't have two. Why not? Because why not, you, you're watching one game. You're fans of one team. If you're a Flyers fan, you have no interest while the Flyers are playing of the Islanders and Devils. Like wrestling, you're watching your... Usually with wrestling, it's like swimming. You have, haven't lived through what, this. What about, what about the network that runs nothing but the... The uh, scoring place. Yeah, but you're at home. You know, the red zone. The red zone. Yeah, but you're home. You're home watching on television. Um, you, I would you, bet. You're asking people. In the first place, you have to have the two rinks or fields or what? No, it doesn't. It's a, it does I'm sure fit, you're a nice Al, person. You're does. just misguided. Al, it does oh, Rick, fit. Rick, I, this would, I mean, uh, the TV networks, why would they want to do this? Uh, two games going on at once. Because it's like ESPN could have one game on one network, the other game on the other. But they could just stagger them and have them both standalone One at three, one at seven. The other thing that would be nice about this, you've got this ice rink in the middle of the field, and most of the fans are so far away, all they are is part of an event. They don't really see the game that well. Well, there's the I big mean, screens. It's like when you go to a concert now, believe it or not, a lot of people are just watching the screen. It's it sounds dumb, but it's it, it's it's well, reality I'm now. Watch a screen I, I, or whatever the phrase of the game. I'll I understand, but if you go see the Rolling Stones at the Citizens or the Link, believe me, forty percent of the people are watching the screen. It's just the well, way. Well, I've is. seen the Rolling Stones at JFK in Washington. I didn't watch the screen. Well, when was this? I watched Mick Jagger. When was this? What year? Back in the 90, around 1990. Well, the screens now are like, they're bigger than the damn stadium. Yeah. It's like, I'm telling you, when you go to any, even games at times, there's people watching the screen. It's amazing. 
Well, how about this? Float it out there. Make a question. Make it a question. Ask your audience, would you be interested in a a stadium series where you had two rings side by side? And by the way, they will fit on NFL field. Of course they will, Rick. If you had two, if you had two rinks on on uh, with no. teams going simultaneously. Yeah, Rick, this does not work. Rick, be- Rick, before we let you go, do you want a presidential trivia question today? No, I want to talk uh, about the starting lineup. Yes. I like okay, Howard's starting lineup. You do. You don't have a guy hitting 50 home runs leading off. He should be hitting fifth. I, I but everywhere it. he goes, they win. Yeah. With him leading off. It, I mean, it, you just can't argue with that. I. I just the only I, argument would really be if Trey gets it going. He's like the only other option. Yeah, like Trey's Trey wheels. Hot, I mean, you got like, his okay. wheels. Yeah, I mean, I could under. I actually thought that was going to be the big issue when they got him. In fact, that was the issue when they right. when they signed. What's going to happen? He seemed to back off pretty, pretty readily. Right, but he can hit second. This is the thing. I, I think what it is is it's unconventional, yeah. and this is just something that people aren't used to. Therefore, they push back against it. But it's like it, it it works for this team. Like you look at the numbers when Kyle Schwarber leads off, as opposed to when Kyle Schwarber hits anywhere else in the lineup they're so significantly better with him in the leadoff hall at some points you just got to look at it and just accept it like it might not make sense it might not seem like the best option but for this team for whatever reason it's it works for them i like it because it flies in the face of everything <laughs> right. Like it's like for this team, it works for whatever team he's on, for whatever the locker room, for for, for for me watching, it works. And that's another part about it, though, is is you'd think it flies in the face of everything, but in some way, like it really doesn't. It's like, what do you want mostly out of your guy at the top of the lineup? Somebody gets on base. Kyle Rover gets on base a lot. He'll strike out a lot, but the amount that he walks is extremely well, then, important. Yeah, but then he can't move. I mean, that is. That is that does become an issue. I I actually think it's t- it's it's going to be less effective. I think it's it's going to take a year for baseball teams to take advantage of the changes that went in last year. I don't think they stolen. I I, I don't think they were used to the new rules with throwing over to first and stuff. Bigger I think bases. I think it's going to take this year to get used to what happened last year. Then. It might become an issue. Yeah, and like Francisco said too, and, and it's a good point. If Turner is the guy you thought you were going to get, and he's you know just hitting three hundred and getting on base at a rapid pace, then okay, maybe then you entertain it and you put him first, yep. and you kind of you kind of modify it from there. But I would be very surprised if on opening day Kyle Schwarber's not the leadoff hitter. Yeah. Like Topper says, he's undecided. I don't know. It feels to me like he's pretty decided. Yeah, yeah. He's just too nice to. To, to, you know, he's being nice to Howard. Okay, he's got too many manners. He's got you know, and well, he, and also I think he's tired of the the argument. Like Howard's going to ask it? this question every it? day, but uh, you, you're, because that that argument is going to be all I mean, it's forever. Yeah, it's going to be forever. And, and it, it, even in, if the Phillies lose in the playoffs, and uh, it has nothing to do with that, people will blame that for the yeah. reason they. Lose. I mean, there are certain things. That, that you just live with now. You, you you live with that argument. You live with the linebackers with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You, it's just you're never going to be. Those are certain things that you just live with. Yep. The, the, they're gonna they're gonna throw the ball. Run the ball. No linebackers. It's <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Let's go to Rabbi Saul. What's up, Rabbi Saul? Gentlemen, I want to talk about two things. Sure. Uh, first of all, uh, I'd like to ask. 
Are there any young players coming up in the Flyers organization, young goalie, that, that we could look forward They've to? They've got two Russians that should be pretty good, or at least we think they're going to be pretty good. So uh, and because they, they've finished so bad so far, so they've gotten fairly good draft choices. Yeah, yeah. They've. Uh, I don't think they'll get a lottery pick this year, but you know, they'll have a, another. They've got a bunch of them, but they've got a couple of goalies in their system. All right. And number two, we've talked about Schwarber batting leadoff. <clears throat> Which is worse, having him bat leadoff and strike out, or having him, him be in the middle of the lineup? In the middle of uh, people scoring and going and doing, and people on base, and then he strikes out. Which is worse? Well, uh, you understand when he starts the lineup or when he hits, when he's hitting at the top of the lineup, whether it's he's only hitting first ones, but he's also hitting behind the ninth and eighth and seven batters who yeah. are less likely to be in the middle of a run. Well, people that are going to be uh, on base more likely are the second, third, fourth. Yeah, except, fifth, except I, I mean, I'll stop you right. I I understand what you're saying, but you've been a Phillies fan your whole life. Yes, sir. Okay, so you've watched National League. <clears throat> yes, sir. So when you add a DH, it changes the dynamic of the bottom of your lineup. You're no longer running into the automatics. You ha- it's, a, it's, a, it's a different look when you do that because those aren't – the Phillies have the one guy that you can argue that for whatever reason. But for the most part, that r- dramatically changes how things look late in the order. Right. Like you have the nine-hole hitter, Saul, but you also have five – your five, six, seven, eight are basically Stott, Real Muto, Castellanos, and Marsh. So a lot of those guys, I mean, they're going to be on base when, when Schwarber comes up. Well, but but again, more likely is going to be the number two, three, four, or in this case, the number one. They would be on base more likely than the six, seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, I get what and you're for saying. For him to be in the middle of that and strike out, it's better that he do it in the number one hole than he do it in the fifth hole. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. So you want Schwarber in the one hole. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Saul, do you want a, a trivia question? I'll try. All right. Actor Paul Giamatti portrayed which U.S. president in the 2008 uh, Emmy-winning miniseries? That's a good question. Mm, uh, do you know? I'll let you answer it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Saul. Appreciate the call. How about you, Al? Do you know the answer to that? Paul Giamatti, which president... Uh, no, I don't. I don't even know he played a president. I don't, that's the can, guy. Can I, I take a guess? You yeah. you can take a guess, for instance. Uh, I'm, 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 I have no idea who it is, but I'll say. Uh, I'll oh, say I, I even knew the answer to this one. No, Wizard, John uh, Adams. John Adams. They did a series about him on HBO. John Adams, the beer guy. Oh, that's Sam Adams. Yeah, that, no, Al, not the beer guy. I don't. They may have been related though. Now oh that yeah, I, they were. Are they? Oh yeah, they were. were they brothers? They played on the same line. <laughs> <laughs> 
man. <laughs> Hockey games back in the day out on the that, is that what they oh, did the during the twins? during the Revolutionary War when there was nothing else to do? Uh, let's go out to the pond and play yeah, some hockey. George Washington was in the middle. Oh, 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 oh hold up, they're what? cousins. Yeah, well, they were. They, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Is that what you just said? No, I. I mean, you I said brothers, guessed. right? I yeah. thought they were probably related. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, around the same. Oh, I thought I was like period. breaking news. <laughs> I don't know anything about Sam Adams though, other than his beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's good beer. But did he have? Did, did he do anything else notable? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't have any clue. <laughs> uh, I have one more trivia question for you, Al. Yo. Um, who uh, who are the faces on Mount Rushmore? Um, I've only seen it from the Canadian side, and they all look like horses' asses. <laughs> um, I <laughs> like Link, uh, Washington. Yep. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roosevelt. Yes. One more. Uh, I don't know the last guy. Who's the... Um, the third president. Adams? Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson was third. I don't know any of those guys. Yeah, good good, good, tr- good try. <laughs> he got three of four. That's yeah, pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I guess with AI, they could do another... They could redo it every year, right? Where is the is Mount Rushmore at? Is that North Dakota? Or it's Montana, uh, South right? Dakota, I believe. I, oh. I, I actually went there on a motorcycle. Really? Yeah, I went on... Um, there was a big to do out there they have it every year okay black mountain the i forget i mean i I didn't ride out there they just got one out there now this this might be a dumb question but can you like go to the top of mount rush i don't know i don't think so you can only look at it i don't know i have no idea Okay. And get a drone or something. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you, yeah, you I don't probably think get it, I don't arrested think, for doing that. I don't that. think it's like the steps at the art museum. <laughs> yeah, that's what I didn't know. I'm like, <laughs> it, says know. Pro- it says it's prohibited. Okay. It's prohibited. Okay. Yeah, you can't do it. Well, because I went to the Grand <laughs> Canyon and you can like you can jump traverse yeah. down. Well, you can do that, but you can also like take the trails down and yeah, stuff. Yeah, get a helicopter. My wife and I were too big of wusses to do that. You didn't do it, no. I I, well, I actually wanted to. My wife didn't want. To. Yeah, you don't, I don't blame her. Yeah, with you because you ain't saving anybody. Grand Canyon's honestly kind of boring. You go there and you just, I mean, it's a nice... Great promotion. Yeah. It's a nice no, site. I, what, will, what, yeah. I, don't, I don't care about I will promotion. tell you the worst monument in the country. And I lived there. I had a place in place called Manomet. Plymouth Rock. <laughs> if you ever think you're... Go- I'm telling you, it is literally a pebble in a, in a, in a shaft of nothing. It is the worst monument in... On the country, it's not even like a big rock. It, no, it's uh, it is. I, I you know we summered there all the time. We li- we live right there by Plymouth Beach, and it's like this is so stupid. And the best part was watching the face of the people that come in there to see it. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this, <laughs> this this rock. It was, it's not even true. Any of it. It's all like a big fairy tale, right? And like, you got to be kidding me. Well, Plymouth Rock. It had something to do with the Revolutionary War. Right? No, it's where they landed. The supposedly when when they found the country on the Mayflower. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the yeah. Mayflower's there. This thing, it, it's a, it is literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I live there, and I can see people, they, relatives come. Let's go to Plymouth Rock. I mean, go see. Let's go in the backyard. We have a better rock out back. <laughs> what the hell is this? Oh, it's so bad. What a letdown. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Well, thank you, Al, for warning me. I'll never be going to Plymouth Rock. Oh. Uh, you can be assured of that. Let's go to. Derek. Derek and Trenton. What's up, Derek? Hey, how you guys doing today? Great, great. Um, anyway, yeah, as far as uh, the Hoskins uh, Hoskin situations go, I, I always liked Hoskins, and I thought he was good with the um, you know power numbers, but it would be hard to work him in uh, in the field. 
so I guess I, I think it's probably best that we let him go. Um, I mean, I don't know a whole bunch about the new guy, but I, I believe he's versatile. He can play the infield and the outfield. And that's something I would yeah. think we definitely need. Yeah, he can play pretty much any position, Derek. So I think that that's that's going to be helpful to keep guys off their feet and also protects you a little bit. Like uh, Marsh uh, coming back from that knee surgery, they think he'll be ready. But if he's not, it's just another guy you can play in the outfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Hoskins, you know, he was real quirky in the field, as we all know. But, I mean, I, I hate to see the guy go. He was my favorite Philly. Um, but, you know, hey, you got to move on. Um, yeah. And then I heard you guys talking about Samuel Adams, the beer guy. Um, to my knowledge, I, I'm pretty sure he was a rebel rouser and also first cousin of John Adams. He was a cousin. We I found that out, yeah. But I don't know yeah. rabble rouser. I don't know what that is. Yeah, what do you mean, well, well, what do you mean by rabble rouser? Well, he, he was like one of the guys that were early on in the revolution that was like, you know, doing attacks on the British and you oh, know, like oh, oh, yeah. tea parties and stuff like that. He yeah. was like one of those guys. He was, he, he was like... Like like the leader of like a yeah. gang of those guys. Yeah, those guys were. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they might have even been at the Boston Tea Party if I remember correctly or not. I, I'm not well, 100% probably all sure, those but, Adamses were there. Yeah, yeah, the troublemakers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, those, I mean those British guys. They must have been the dumbest people on the planet. You, you come into a, you come over here and there's like woods and stuff or whatever, and you dress up in red. Well, Jesus <laughs> Murphy, I mean, <laughs> try to blend in a little bit, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to overtake you, a continent why, why, here. Why don't you have a shoot me sign on your head? Yeah. Uh, well, that's the original guerrilla warfare. We, you know, we hit yeah. behind barrels and they just walked into our oh gunfire. Oh my God, a- arrogance! <laughs> arrogance! Ridiculous. They thought they were just going to come in and roll over us. Oh, here. They, they were trying to be gentlemen back then. It was it, they were trying to be. It was like a gentleman's war where you 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 you're fair with each other and this and that but they didn't they they didn't know what they were up against there you go Derek do you want a trivia question I'll give it a shot all right which U.S. president went by the nickname Dutch who went by the nickname Dutch um I don't know you got me okay uh appreciate it Derek um I know you know Al uh, so who, who do you got? Reagan. Reagan. That's correct. Was that from his he days? A, he was a cheerleader. He was a cheerleader? Yeah. I know he was an actor. He was no, an actor, right? He was. I believe he was a cheerleader, like an actual with the thing with the megaphone thing. Really? I think he was. I thought he, wasn't he a big actor? He was an he actor, yeah. He was, a, I think, a really good actor, but I think he was a, an actual, like, cheerleader guy. Really? Like in back in the, you know, the old black and white movies where the guy's got the megaphone yeah i think he was one of them that's cool yeah you know it'd be fun yeah um, i think so but i'm not positive of it because I, I was i mean i probably went to one of his games i wonder why his <laughs> nickname was dutch um i don't know yeah maybe he was dutch i doubt it yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> it took a shot <laughs> apparently not though uh 215-592-9494 if you want to get in uh obviously talking a lot of fills today who should be the leadoff hitter who do you want to be the leadoff hitter uh kyle schwarber or somebody else i think it's likely to be schwarber but should be interesting as we head up to the season here and also the other phillies question we were asking earlier on reese hoskins or whit merrifield uh, the phillies sign whit merrifield field a one-year eight million dollar deal you look at the numbers obviously you think reese hoskins clearly but murray field is you know in my mind a better fit here i i just think he makes a lot more sense you could play him at a bunch of different positions and hoskins for as much as as we liked him um was a, a defensive liability and that was always going to cost them out yeah when it and it made two defensive liabilities yeah exactly yeah they, they they got better in two areas uh so we'll continue talking about that presidential trivia and when we get back 
back. Get back to your call. See you guys on hold. We'll get to you coming up. Also, the thing that Rob Thompson said during his interview with Howard on Saturday that drove me out of my mind. I got to get this off my chest. I'm very upset when I heard this. That's coming up. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani, in for Joe and Hugh today. Midday show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani with you on this President's Day Monday in for Joe and Hugh today. Um, as This is kind of the... The uh, this is the last holiday for a while, right? Up until St. Patrick's, Patty's Day, and that's on yeah. a Sunday, because I can imagine that Erin Express on Saturday. Oh my God! Oh man, <laughs> those were the those were the days. Oh. I mean, I'm too old for the Erin Express now. Oh. But man, the Erin Express in your 20s, it's like it. I mean, it's it's ugly. It's a bunch of just you oh. know drunk kids. Oh my God! It was pretty fun. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it's fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely entertaining. <laughs> and to then watch. you know, get a high rise, sit around, just watch what's going on. Oh my God. Yeah, and a lot of like it's so big now. A lot of people don't. You can't even like get on the buses. You just you just yeah. walk yourself to the bars. Yeah. Well, there's like enough. That. I mean, Philly's got great bars. Let's yeah. face. It. I mean, it's just great, and they're yeah. walking distance to each other. It's pretty good. Miguel. Mel Gellins, I mean, they've got they've got the best, great Irish. Bars. It's just the best. All over, really good. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, man, that'll be a big day for you. That's what. That's like one of my favorite holidays. I think it's the Flyers Carnival. It is. Oh no, that that could be really bad. <laughs> if the players could be really all, good, the players all show up and they're celebrating St. Patty's Day. <laughs> I remember I did one of those carnivals. You have to. We used to do it on TV. And they changed it at one point from they played in the afternoon or the night before, whatever it was. I had to interview Jake Vorchek, who remains one of my, just my one of my favorite people ever, right? <laughs> so, I, I I get Jake at the at the carnival, and they had switched the time so that they actually had, had could couldn't go out the night before or something. So I said, Jake, you know, you've been to a couple of carnivals. What do you think about this one? A little bit different. He goes, That's really good. <laughs> It's the first time I've ever been sober at one of these. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Like, oh, God. You bring, you bring up Jake, Jake Borchek, and I just think, poor uh, Mike Sealski, man. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> said, but they just added to the legend. Yeah, that was funny. Oh. <laughs> it was great. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, talking about a few things with the Phillies today. Um, Reese Hoskins and, and Rob Thompson saying on with Howard on Saturday morning that he thinks the Phillies are a better team, would be a better team with Reese Hoskins. I disagree. I, I think the way that they went about it, moving Bryce Harper to first base, adding a guy like Whitman, Merrifield, it gives you better defense across the board. You're better in left now. Um, you can play whatever combination of Rojas, Marsh, Pache, Merrifield out in those two outfield spots. Bryce Harper has already shown that he could probably be a gold glove first baseman. So I just think they're better built this way, and I think it mm-hmm. makes them a, a just a more complete team, if that makes sense, Al. Even than having a guy like Hoskins, who's obviously a much better uh, yeah, look at the salary. Bat. Well, look at the salary. Yeah. And the salary is a big bargain. <laughs> There's no salary cap. Yeah. Well, whatever. They were going to get $300 million to Yamamoto. Come on. <laughs> yeah. The, no, 34 for Reese is too much. Uh, so your thoughts on that? And also, who should be the leadoff hitter? We'll obviously discuss this a lot leading up to the season. This is a Kyle Schwarber show. We're both on Kyle Schwarber being the leadoff yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, and then if you want presidential trivia questions, uh, we'll get in those for you as well. And also, the, our side topic today. Wanted to get this. What is a venue? that you would want to see uh, 
a, a team play at. We had, you know, Sixers Roman Catholic Gym, Sixers Rucker Park, something like that. Eagles Roman Coliseum. Um, so if we could think of something a little different, that would be cool uh, to, to do as well. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Chris in Flowertown. What's up, Chris? Hey, hold on, fellas. I had to put the collar on the dog. Hold on. (laughs) Hey, Al, you're hitting the soft spot with the pond hockey and the outdoor hockey with me. I I was the king of pond hockey in Madison, Wisconsin for 25 years. Madison still gets some ice, yeah. But, I mean, unfortunately, I I have to laugh when they ask these kids about, you know, growing up playing. Most – a lot of these players now have never played outdoors. You got that. It's not cold enough. (laughs) No, you got that. I feel bad for the kids around here. They yeah. don't know what they're missing. I would, I would have loved them. to go it out. Takes the fun. Yeah. I would have loved to go out and play pond hockey as a kid. Yeah, yeah. 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 We like I, I liked playing roller hockey, but I would have loved going out and playing. Yeah, well, hockey. there's no more ice. Yeah, yeah. You find you at the bottom wow. of the pond. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, Al. You, you see, the kids could be out by themselves. Here, the kids grow up with their parents. Everything. Practice everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. everywhere. It's it's uh, they that's can't why go out and be free with their friends on the pond. Yeah, it's why there's no creativity. It's why soccer still has creative people because they yeah, play in the streets why. and they just learn instinctually. Let me give you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to give you my one idea the Flyers should do. Okay. Here it is. You see the soccer stadium? You're hitting all the right spots. That's where the Flyers should play at least two outdoor games a year. Because everybody could afford, you could afford to take your kid there. Plus, you could have a little winter carnival there. That's the perfect stadium for an outdoor game. Oh, where the uh, union play. think about it, where the union play, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they make enough money, though. That's the problem. Yeah, but that's (laughs) not the point. You could have a winter carnival. See, it's not, I know they want to make money, but a lot of kids can't go to seat games. But if you have one out there, at least the parents could take it. Take yeah. the kids to the game. You know what I mean. I That's guess. I, mean. I guess if you want, the, I would combine the Flyers Carnival with that. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, if, even if it's just an. That actually isn't a bad idea. That's a great if, if idea. You, the Flyers would be the. Yeah, yeah. The NBC's got the money to put a rink out there for a week. No, nah, I don't. I don't think they would do it games. as a league game, but I think they might be able to do an exhibition thing there with and have okay. the carnival at the same time. Play the high school yeah. team. There you go, Chris. Yeah, That's that a good too. idea, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a great idea. That's yeah. why I lived in Wisconsin grew up in South Philly. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Do you, do you want a trivia question? No, nah, I'm All fine. Right. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, Al. Yeah, no later, worries. Buddy. Yeah, maybe they could All put right. a big outdoor rink. They're going to redo that park, that the Roosevelt Park down there yeah FTR Park they're going to redo the whole thing and have all kinds of uh, they're going to have a music venue everything hasn't that been being planned for a really long time it has but I think they're, I think it's actually going to happen now like I've lived here long enough that stuff that I was hearing about in the 80s is finally happening building a park over 95 which right. makes sense you've got this beautiful waterfront which never gets used and it's like they're finally doing it turn Spring Garden Street into a walkway or a bikeway all the way to the river I think it's going to happen and if they ever did put that thing there with Roosevelt, with that, the lakes down there, mm-hmm. you build it toward the Wells Fargo Center with parking, uh, venues, bar. I mean, that would be spectacular. That would be awesome. Oh, my I God. Mean, that's something that uh, it does feel like oh my God. you could have done a long time. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the, you know, that's the dream. And then the Sixers, who would want to leave then? Everything would be it would be great. Well, the Sixers everything. would probably still want to leave. But if they you, really want that stadium down in Center City. 
put one down the, put one across the road right there. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would be cool. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, that would be nice to have a nice little like city within a city down there. Yeah, at, at the sports. Yeah, they got naval yards down there. It'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, let's go to Robert in Germantown. What's up, Robert? Hey, great show, guys. Thanks. So uh, for the first time in a long, long time, Al, I actually watched a Flyers game. <laughs> And uh, I must say, they played pretty pretty decent game uh, outdoors. And, yeah, the goalie uh, had a rough one, but yeah, yeah, you know. But the problem I see, it was mentioned earlier by by Rabbi Saul and those guys, uh, Doctor Saul. Um, you know, at best, I looked at some of the projections. We'll be mediocre. We won't get such a high draft pick. It looks like we'll be middle of the road. I don't know. That helps us to be stuck in the middle. How how do you think we? We get to the upper echelons. Well, I mean, we you, but you already to? have your you have your card. You already have your Russian Mitchkov. If he comes over, it's a huge difference maker. He's the skill guy that you don't have right now. I mean, Konechny's really good, but this guy. I mean, if he is what we all think, my God, you, you've got your you've got your guy to watch. You got your guy to pay to watch. That that's that's what you're hoping. That that's what I'm hoping anyway happens. So I mean, that's that's why. I mean, it'd be nice to get a a, a shot at one of these kids coming up this year. Uh, Celebrini, the that's the guy that everybody wants. But mm. but you I mean, actually, it's going to work in your favor because oh. he's going to be at a low contract. When guys like Bedard are starting to get paid ten million dollars, so maybe it'll work out. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that they're in a playoff hunt this year. Yeah, it looks like. I mean, I like this kid Tippett's game. He, he, he played pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, I, I just like the, like I actually thought the Ranger game was much better. That had all. I mean, pull the goalie, lobby, lobby. I mean, it was like that. You could just feel it through the TV. It was really good. It was really yeah. good TV. It was. It was. I watched that game too. I must admit, it took me back to my childhood in Winnipeg, where, you know, we and the Russians back then, uh, we always played outdoors. Little kids on up. I mean, you know. Oh, you live in Winnipeg. You're living on the North Pole. I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, well, we played 40 below zero Fahrenheit. I was a goalie, and the reason I switched to basketball. I'll tell you that story real fast. Bobby Hall came in with the curved stick, remember? And kids would go and curve their sticks, phenomenal curves. And the difference was two things. One, the puck would come at you a lot faster than ever before. You can adjust to that. So what? You get a fastball pitcher. The worst thing was, depending on the release point, the thing was a fast knuckleball. You had no idea where it was. Yeah, up. It, then they, it, they would limit the curve, yeah? Yeah, yeah well, then they limited. Well, they're so never going to play outdoors time. like on the North Pole. Well, maybe they would. North Pole game would be cool. Oh, a North Pole game. That would be <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they play in Alaska a couple of years ago? Yeah, well, the they've had, there was a movie, uh, Alaska. But, um, something. Yeah. Al- that was a good movie. Mystery Alaska. Mystery Alaska. Which, Mystery, that was a good one, yeah. Yeah, actually, that yeah. should have been, if they had taken the swearing out of that movie... It would have been a great kids movie. They really yeah. screwed up by letting them swear. By making it like a rated R movie? Yeah. yeah. It would have yeah. been a great G movie. Was, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> a right. Great a great G movie. That's a, that's a big missed opportunity there. Did you want to question, Robert? Sure. Hit me with a... I, right. I got the other ones right, but let's see which one you asked me. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's go with this one. Which president officially gave the White House its name? Hmm. Uh, James Madison. Uh, no. Theodore Roosevelt. What was it Roosevelt? named before? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. What, did he I paint it? Did he paint it? It said he officially gave it the name. Yeah, you know, you know why it's called the White House, don't you guys? Why is that? 
1812, Dolly Madison, James Madison had to evacuate, leaving the dinner table filled because the British came in, burnt the White House down, most of it, and they repainted it white. There you go. They whitewashed it. So I always thought it was Madison called at the White House after that, or Andrew Jackson, but you could be right. But the, the history was War of 1812, the British sailed up the Potomac and sacked Washington because in response to our doing the same thing to what was Toronto, York, Ontario back then was destroyed by the American forces. The Americans thought that we would welcome them with open arms in 1812. They thought, oh, yeah, you guys want to be liberated from the British, too. No, that didn't happen that way. <laughs> Are you a history teacher, Robert? I was. That, that, was, that oh, explains yeah. a lot. Thanks. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. White Man, House. Robert, I I just, got a question wrong, though. Yeah, Robert's just a fraud teacher. I think, I think most people that aren't American would know more American history than we know. You know what I mean? Like if you like, you take it. We'd have to take a test. Like my mom had to take a test when she came in. Mm -hmm. So I think they know more than we do. Didn't Jonesy take that test a couple years ago? Uh, I think he did. did. I remember talking about American citizen. Yeah, I think he is now. Yeah, I'm not sure. A bunch of them. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure I remember him talking about that. It's not easy, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I would well, know, I, I would know any of those the White House questions. Yeah, any but, of that stuff. By the way, I found out what the uh, the name was originally called for the White House. What, what was it? Was the uh, the President's Palace? Oh, oh I kind of like the President's Palace. Pre- President's more. Palace, the President's House, and the Executive Mansion were also names for it. I like the President's Palace. We should go back no, to that. We don't have kings. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more of a I'm a President's Palace guy, but I also like the Executive Mansion. The Executive like Mansion, kind of a dope name. Okay, yeah, it sounds a little too corporate. Airbnb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I I I would always like to live in a palace. No, you don't. You wouldn't. No. Okay. No, I'm more rather have a small place. <laughs> yeah. To take Log care. cabin in the woods. Yeah, really. I don't want any stuff like that. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get, we'll get back to the phones in a second here. Um, but I did need to touch on something else that came up during Rob Thompson's chat with Howard on Saturday morning, uh, Al, and this bothered me so much when I heard it. Uh, Because obviously, you look back at that NLCS series, one of the big decisions and one of the big issues was the decision of Rob Thompson, Game 3, to go to Craig Kimbrell, and then in Game 4 to go back to Craig Kimbrell. Now, here was Rob Thompson's response when asked by Howard whether, in retrospect, he thinks that was a mistake. Uh, I know the the Kimbrell situation, um, using him in, what was it, Game 5 or... Game four, I guess. Mm-hmm. Games three and four. Um, that's been a big issue. But if you look at, at Kimbrell's numbers in September, he, I think he threw 12 innings, and tw- had 12 appearances, gave up two runs. The first four outings in the playoffs didn't give up a run. And then games three and four, you know, it got away from us. But um, but I'd, I'd, that one I'd do again. I really would. Because, I, you know, you don't... One game doesn't necessarily mean it's a trend, um, and I had a lot, I still had a lot of confidence in him, and, and Craig did a really good job for us last year. So that was one decision that um, I, I'd probably do the same thing. I mean, that just drives me out of my mind. Like, I, I don't want you to crush the guy. I'm not saying you got to kill Kimbrel for for not getting the job done, but that sounds like a guy who's a slave to numbers. We all saw that coming. Like, we could see the way he was pitching the last couple months. I don't care what the numbers say. Like, we saw him falling apart and wriggling out of trouble. You know, and and getting in bad situations time after time. Game three, he basically fell apart at the end of that game, and that that worries me, Al. Like, when we look forward here, and Rob Tom. 
Thompson, who I, I think he lost that series for the Phillies with that move. Like you, the series doesn't even come back to Philadelphia for Game Six and Game Seven if you manage Game Four correctly. How can he look at that and think I would have done the same thing again? And I feel like his stubbornness is a real issue. And if we get back to the playoffs, it doesn't make me feel good that he's going to be adjustable. I think he's way too way too stuck in his ways at times and maybe loyal to a fault with certain players. That was obviously a mistake. Let's put it this way. If he really thought that way, he'd still be here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess so, but it's like... I just don't understand I mean, I don't how you think can it, say I, mean, I don't. I look at it past just that game. If, if you followed his career, you knew disaster was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just... Look, I, I, I mean, he's, he, he's probably... Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? I mean, his numbers? And I'm like, I'm sorry. You can go in the... I guess you can go in the Hall of Fame, but I wouldn't put you in the Hall of Fame if it was the ninth inning of a Hall of Fame. Right, right. <laughs> and it's like... you. All, I don't care what the numbers say. Like, we all watched him pitch after the All-Star break. And it was clear that after the All-Star break, he was just not the same guy anymore. Like, he was blowing games in August. Okay, maybe in September you look at it and you say he was able to work his way out of trouble. But, I mean, it was just tempting fate time and time again to continue to go back to him. And after Game 3, like, after Game 3 was when I personally was like, you cannot go to this guy anymore. You got to do something different. You got to manage the game differently and I hate the argument of like oh well he didn't have any other options sure he did I mean you could have left Sanchez in longer that game so you didn't put yourself in that situation you didn't need to use Jeff Hoffman in the third and fourth inning of a game where you knew you were going to need a right-hander later on and it just drives me nuts that that all these months later you know he's still defending that decision it was obviously a mistake just take responsibility for the fact that you made a bad decision that cost your team the series yeah, but he doesn't want to bury the guy, I guess, and he made the decision, and and I guess that's what they do. I mean, it's like it, it, it's been happening since Mitch Williams. I mean, this is what happened. I mean, th- that's the one area where no matter how many analytics you have, that's where you're, you're on that hot seat all the time, and and you've got fans that just know before you do, right? That this is a this is just not going, and you know, I, I guarantee you, they'll never say it. There's guys in, in the field or in the dugout that are putting their glove over their eyes and going, oh. It, <laughs> it was terrible. And, and I guess this is where we disagree because I do think he means it. Like when he says, you know, I would have done it again, I do think he thinks that was the right decision and the right call. And that just worries me moving forward because if he actually believes that, what's to prevent this again from you getting into a playoff situation and you need to adjust because he didn't change anything with the lineup. Yeah, well, what's going to prevent it again is he's not here. Yeah, but but that's it, why he's not. <laughs> but it's beyond just that one decision, though. Like another thing we were talking about in that series, move Bohm down in the order. You know, switch up the lineup a little bit. He refuses to do that. He doesn't pinch hit for Rojas in Game Seven. I just think there's a lack of adaptability where. He's a good regular season manager, and I think that steady hand works in the regular season, but you need to change the way you you approach things in the playoffs, and I don't know if he's willing or able to do that. No, most of them aren't. They're, I mean, really, when you look at it, you look at the Braves, what they've done, the Dodgers, most managers, I mean, they're just not wired that way. Now, this is where it gets interesting because people, I mean, it seems to be the consensus now that the game is managed from upstairs. 
I don't think that's true in certain situations like that. I mean, you can still pull the trigger, I guess, if you're going against whatever. But uh, I, I think they're under pressure. They're under, they're, they, they are under some pressure to, to answer, like, why didn't you do what the book says here? More than, I mean, I, I, even if you thought I'm not going to do this, I think there is something in the back of your mind saying, well, it doesn't say to do that here. Yeah, I think Rob Thompson, though, does have, like, pretty much full authority. Like, I don't think uh, it's a situation where, you know, they're questioning every move he makes. Maybe I, I'm wrong about I that. I don't know. I think it's more and more. I mean, I, I, I think that it's, it's funny. I don't think it's really there at that moment, but I think you go in with a game plan that's been given to you. Mm-hmm. I guess you could change it on the fly, as they say, but I think you're going in with the game plan. Yeah, and it just, that was the thing that bothered me the most about that game, too, is, like, that was how he planned it out. Like, he planned it out for Kimbrell to be the guy coming in late because when he takes Sanchez out of that game, it was, what, a, a 2 nothing game at that point? And yeah, he had the bad moment. He forgot the outs. That was a stupid play uh, that, that cost them. But that was the plan is we're always going to take him out in the third inning and we're going to put in Hoffman. And there were certain situations where it worked. Like, game one of the Atlanta series where we were all questioning it as well, it worked in that spot, but I think there needs to be – you can go in with a plan, but there needs to be an adjustability and adaptability where if a game's going a certain way, you let it play out differently. And again, like I just thought the plan was flawed. Like game three, Kimbrell fell apart physically and mentally in that inning. You saw him in the ninth inning. He couldn't throw strikes. He was hitting batters. He was walking guys. He, he fell apart when they won World Series with him. Right. <laughs> it, it just drives me nuts, and it made me very upset to hear him say that. Whether he meant it or not, it, it bothered me. No, you're not going to get him to... I mean, you'll get him a little bit to question, but not, not on... Like, same thing with Hoskins, Kimbrell. It's like, eh, he's just not going to do it. Right. But I think... I, I don't think... I, Still much, mad much about people, it, Al. People were upset that Hoskins are gone. I don't think you're going to get a call that's upset Kimbrell is, is, is gone. No, I, I don't <laughs> think we're going to get a call upset Kimbrell is gone. No. But I, I, I have seen lately, and just people I've talked to, the further we're removed from it... People have kind of defended the move to Kimbrel, at least some of the people I've, I've discussed it with, and I just don't understand how you can defend it. It was one of the biggest blunders I've ever seen from a manager. Well, but you see it every year in postseason. The Tampa doesn't take the pitcher. I mean, my God. Yeah, Blake <laughs> Snell. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> No, it was, it was awful. So if you want to get on that, 215-592-9494. And whether you worry about Rob Thompson uh, – if if the Phillies are to get back to the postseason, we all expect them to get there. But I, I think last year his his lack of of adjustability and changing once you get to the playoffs is a problem. The game is managed a different way. You got to manage it a different way. And to stick with Kimbrel in that spot, it just it, it bothers me so much because the Phillies should have won that series. And I I think that move cost them a World Series. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, back to the phones and everything. When we get back, also need to discuss a little bit the travesty that took place last night. We'll get to that coming up. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani, with you on the midday show, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, Tom Kelly, Al Morganti with you on this Monday for President's Day, in for Joe and Hugh today, uh, talking about a lot of different things, mainly the Phillies. And Al, you were just telling me during the break about, you know, your various injuries over the years. Yeah, you start to feel when you're older, like stuff that you broke, like really hurts, especially in the cold. But I love cold weather. I still love it. I mean, I, I think you're... 
more energetic with a, a blast of cold air that, when that, you walk out the door. That's a crazy opinion. It's not. I have so much more energy when it's hot out. Oh, no, you got cold this out. hot, humid. Ugh, this is great. I see like a little kid when they go outside in the cold, they take this breath and then they just bolt off of the, just bolt out of the front door. It's great. Well, yesterday, and- yesterday I'm, I'm at the playground with my son and it was pretty cold. Yeah. And, but he is like fighting through it and he's, and I'm asking him, okay, are you ready to go? Are you too cold? He's like, I'm not cold. And he's like shivering. Yeah. Because, because he wants to keep playing. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. Dude, you the older, did. Let him go. The older I get, the more I hate the cold. I'm 29. I'm ready to like move to San Diego or something. See, you see, I'm that's done. That true. I mean, this is when you know you're old when you don't like the cold. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, that's when you know you're done. Well, you're so getting too young to be hit, done. Once yeah, I you should have 45 years left. I should have a few, a few years left? Yeah. I, I, the way I look at officially old, I think 35 is officially old. Um, well, well, you're 36, right? Yeah. Yes. I would say it depends on what you term old. Like, if you're an athlete, I don't think you get much better as an amateur past well, I, 25. I, I'll just say from a personal perspective, like, I just started feeling old recently. Maybe yeah. it's having kids. Well, you got kids. Yeah. yeah. You look tired a lot, man. Just, that's, yeah. Well, you, you always tell me I look tired. Yeah. When, well, insulting. But when you get kids, you get tired. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, some people look, some people are younger in their 40s. I know a lot of guys that were better shape in their 40s than they ever were in their 20s. It's like it's um, I, like I find it now disgusting when I watch some like just general public how overweight people are. I'm like, what the hell? How can how can you? Some be, people can't control it. Well, they can. Now, now they want they, now they want you to take a shot instead of like going to the gym. Go to the damn gym. Like, you know, I mean, if you if you if you're okay with it, you're okay with it. But like people say, I'd do anything to lose ten pounds. Well, how about going to the gym and eating less? <laughs> you think maybe that's anything? Well, I'll, I'll defend I'll defend the 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 overweight people out there. At this time of year, it's hard to go outside. And no, it isn't. Out. Too cold. It isn't. Too cold. You can walk places. It's not enjoy. Like I enjoy running, but I don't enjoy running in this weather. No, if like, you just walk. Yeah. If you if you've got thing three blocks away, don't drive. Walk. Well, walk, walking isn't real work. Yes, it is. I walk. I'll walk a few miles every day, but I feel that I'm like working out when I. You do. are, but you don't have to. That's the point. You don't have to. Then you just you just burn some calories. Oh wait, TK. I, I have the, I have the black card now for Planet Fitness. You there you go. You're, you're my guest. There you oh, go. Great. great. So th- th- w- today, Francisco and I have set dates to go to a concert together, um, and now oh. we're going to go to the gym together. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's the second he's date already lined up. He's going to get you. He's going to get you in shape. We'll be like the odd couple. We can, can somebody his, can follow us around with a you know. Camera well, he's and, single, right? Yeah. You're married. So you can be the wingman. Keep him out of trouble. Yeah. yeah. You can be a great wingman for me, TK. Yeah. Well, we tried la- uh, this past fall, uh, the fall of Francisco. The fall of Francisco. But it didn't. It didn't play out. Out great. What the hell was that? They, we, they were doing Summer of John for Richie, so we decided we'd do Fall Francisco and try to find Francisco a girlfriend. Well, he's got a lot better shot than Richie. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Richie, what are you talking, talking about? Richie's he's, a good-looking dude. They did the makeover young. a few he's, weeks he's ago. He's young. Richie's handsome, though. He's handsome. He is. He's Waylon Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Waylon Jennings? Oh, is he a country guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, I got it. I oh, got he's that. dead. Oh. But he's a long time ago. But oh, he was a, one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Talking about the Phils, um, Rob Thompson's ridiculous comments about Craig Kimbrell and, you know, saying he'd do it over again. That just – it just – ticks me off, really makes me upset. Um, and also the main thing we were talking about today, Whit Merrifield, Reese Hoskins. We think the Phillies are a better team with Whit Merrifield on this team, more complete yeah. than they would he, be with All Reese. you got to do is, are they a better, going out of spring training this year, are they better than they were last year? Yes. Way better. Um, well, first place, Harper's th- there. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think they're I think they're about even. But yeah, I mean, you look at Murrayfield. They finally did something. They hadn't done anything before that move. Well, uh, nobody did anything, right? Except the Dodgers. Yeah, except <laughs> the Dodgers. And you know they're going to choke in the playoffs. I they bring in Otani, they bring in Yamamoto, but the second they brought back Kershaw, I mean, that's yeah. Death Are those games sold out yet? Um, here. Like, I got to think that's the hot ticket for the summer, right? Yeah, but there are always, like, standing room tickets that become available. Now I wonder whether it's, like, behind the Dodger dugout, what that what those tickets are going to be like. Oh, I'm sure they're ex- incredibly expensive. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be uh, that's going to be a hot ticket. And last year, Otani uh, did not pitch. Now, that's right. I don't think he's going to pitch this year either. No, I think he had this uh, yeah, yeah surgery. Yeah, but he, he he hit last year, so he'll be back in town with the Dodgers uh, again. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Also, once your cool venues you want to watch a game at, um, it's off the Flyers outdoor game at MetLife this weekend. We'll get those from you as well. Let's go back to the phones. Have the Masters out at the. Uh, at some well, the local. Masters got to be at Augusta. You can have a different. Well, I guess, yeah, I can. Well, they do. They have it at Marion, but maybe you can have it. What's that little place? Um, the, oh, what's that? What's that little golf course? It's like a par three. It used to go sledding on the on the what is the ninth hole now? Oh, John Cheney was there all the time. I don't. Oh, um, Walnut Lane. Walnut Lane. <laughs> Walnut Lane. Let's, a go, nice let's bring course. the PGA to Walnut Lane. Yeah, the, the <laughs> scores that those guys <laughs> will put up there. Oh, it's so like good. Forty fives. <laughs> really that great. And now that you mentioned, like I. I, you were talking about the FDR stuff yeah, yeah. And, and doing stuff down there. I played at that course uh, yeah. a couple times. Yeah. What a terrible See, like. But if there's the, a reason they got rid of it, yeah, they could have done something cool with that course. Yeah, what I'm telling you, what if they take it over and they they put a real good golf course in and a music venue and like everything? It'd be great. It would be pretty. Oh, it'd be great. It would be. Let's go to Bam and Upper Darby. What's up, Bam? Yo, what's going on, uh, TK? What's going on, Al? What's happening? Not much. Not much. How Fenway? Everything's good. How's Fenway? How's no, he's dead. <laughs> Come on, man. That's a long time ago, I, that dog. I, I didn't know. Yeah, no, blue. Know. No, I got blue now and uh, Puck. Well, no, Puck's dead too. I got blue. Blue. Blue, blue and um, Captain. Captain oh, Morgan. Okay. That's my other dog. Uh, <laughs> Captain Morgan. <laughs> no, but getting to your question, TK, about the, uh, can you climb Mount Rushmore? Yeah. We've, we already found out the answer is no. Uh, no, but... um. I want to see Harper, man, sign for a few more years. I want to see Harper sign for a few more years. And another ve- a venue that I would love the Eagles to play at mm-hmm. is in Saigon in Vietnam. The what? You know how, in Vietnam? Uh-huh. You know how they're playing in Brazil this year? Oh, yeah, let's yeah. Take, let's take the NFL to Vietnam. I could do that. Yeah, I don't know any. I mean, I don't know any history of sports there or whatever. Any marinas? Yeah, I don't know how interested they'd be in football. But uh, well, nobody's interested in football outside of here. But well, then why are they playing all the, these games in other sell, countries to sell jerseys? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Well, they, I don't like. They're taking a home game away from us. Yeah, but you, it's an extra game. It's not an extra game. It's it is. a real it, game. Well, it's an extra Matters. game. It's, it's it's like every year you have an extra game at home. Yeah, you're it's, right. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. All right, boys. All right. All Thanks, right. Bam. Appreciate yeah. the call, Brazil, man. I have no interest in going to Brazil for that. You don't? Why nah. not? I, I would rather go see him here. I would mean, a little bit with London, a little bit, but well, not Brazil. Well, you can't say. I don't like Brazil. Why not? I don't know. What it's they, too hot. You... <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. You can't say that, oh, well, you know, it's it's not a big deal. They're taking the game. Then say, ah, oh, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to the game. But, I mean, it's not a big deal. I mean, it depends where you go, Mexico City, whatever. Um, I don't know why they just don't go to Canada. I don't, in fact, I don't know why there's not a team in Toronto. I mean, 
it seems logical well, to me. Well, they have the CFL up there. Yeah, Isn't but, that a big deal? Ugh. They don't care about it? Well, they do, the Grey Cup, but it's not, you know, I, they still, their numbers, the NFL numbers on TV up there are unbelievable. I'm well, huge. Maybe that's why the NFL doesn't go. Maybe the CFL is like boxing yeah. Maybe them they out. block them or something. Yeah. But I would I wouldn't mind seeing that. I would go there. But it is an extra home game with the just the schedule. Yeah, you but can, you I, can use it to do other things. I still like it's still a home game that I view, still view it as home game being taken away from you. Where you had the, you know that should be an advantage every other year. I don't know. Now you you, you don't have to pay it. so much for your ticket. Yeah, you do have to. Have to no, no. You don't have to pay for another game. Yeah, I guess you don't have to. Yeah. Pay for <laughs> I think most people though would want to pay for another game. Would rather pay for another game because a lot of those people are probably going to Brazil anyway. I don't know a lot, but some I, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, everybody has to go. You can't make it so. I mean, Jacksonville can't just be the only team that go. Everybody's going to have to go. Right. And, Try to spread the gospel of the NFL. Yeah. And one person that I do think will probably go to Brazil, Kenny in the Dirty Thirty. What's up, Kenny? I'm not going to Brazil. You're not going, huh? I thought you. No, I thought I, you were I, planning on it. I was, then I. I mean, I wasn't going. Then I got talked into it. But then I look at the rest of the schedule. I want to go to New Orleans. I want to go to Tampa. Yeah, I want to exactly. go to L.A. Yeah. And I'd yeah. rather not have to whip out a passport to do it. So, um, makes sense. I'm, yeah, I'm turning three trips into one, and and the missus bought it. So good for nice. me. Nice. There you go, Kenny. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about the Winter Classic, but Al, I could tell you're getting old because I think you forgot a few things. You and I didn't watch the same Mystery Alaska movie, buddy. Why? Um, it was. A, it would have been. You take the cursing out. You yeah. said the kids' movie, so I guess you forgot about the adultery or the kid losing his virginity in the uh, front seat of the truck with his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Or the guy that's that's uh, you know very promiscuous sleeping yeah. around with a reporter. But they're not so, swearing. I mean, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Still, you know, mature subject matter, Al. I don't know. That would could kids' movie. <laughs> All right. So, except for the the bullet, Miss Lincoln, how was the play? Is what you're saying? <laughs> All right. But uh, I, I love you, Al. It's so great to still hear you on the air. Um, listen, that Winter Classic, this is how I know I'm getting old. I had tickets, and that morning I looked at the weather, and it was February, and it was nighttime, and I gave them to a buddy of mine who's got young kids, I mean, you know, teenagers, and they went up. Cause I just didn't want to sit in the cold. Yeah, I, I didn't go. Yeah, I didn't go because I was watching stuff and I had other stuff here. But I think it's a great event. I mean, I, you, I, I think most, I, I think they would rather have that than go to an all-star game. In fact, you could argue that the atmosphere at those things is even better than a Super Bowl because of the neutral site thing that goes on. Well, yeah, that's why what you said earlier. I'm dying for a Penguins-Flyers game at Penn State. Yeah. I think that would be incredible. And I think the only thing holding it back is the beer sales. Well, they can't do that? They, they, didn't, they didn't fix that situation? It's not an actual college game, so I don't see how they couldn't easily fix that. But, well, I thought um, they actually were going to fix it for college games. They didn't fix it? Uh, I, look, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't drink, but I mean... Well, I thought I mean, they. I'm I sure thought they'd come. To, I thought they'd come to some kind of resolution on that. Hmm. Well, if they did, I thought that was the only thing holding up the, that from happening. Because you want to talk about an event in Pennsylvania that I mean, people be fighting for tickets for that. Oh no, that would be a great event. Just a great, yeah. great event. Oh, that'd be massive. I mean, you, could you imagine those two teams playing there? And like you said, it would be just a, a, a war between fan bases to try to buy up those seats. So when they played the Penguins, they played at the Steelers' place, right? Yeah, but that was in Pittsburgh. I'm saying a neutral yeah. site. Yeah, that's then true. Then you get 
it's it's literally three hours from both fan bases, and that's nothing. Yeah, I mean, it would be, and you sell half the stadium would be black and 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 gold, and the other half would be um, orange and black, and it would just be an incredible event yeah. just from TV. Yeah, Give out no. T-shirts, half the stadium, one half the other, and yeah, I gotta say, I I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people don't care for Pittsburgh. I always liked going to Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I mean, I they, it's a great baseball stadium with a horrible team and may, maybe the most dis, disgraceful organization in all of sports, the, the, the Pirates who just keep taking money from Major League Baseball and don't get any better with a venue like that and a fan base that could be so terrific because I see uh, what yeah. they do with football and hockey. I mean, it's just great. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it's a be a it'd be beautiful uh, to kind of get that. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. That rival would be terrific. It's how you know I I had to live in Pittsburgh for a year. The one thing I always admire about those people out there, they think Pittsburgh is the greatest place ever, <laughs> like it's the mecca of the universe to them. Yeah, and I love people that have pride in where they live. Now, obviously, they don't own any mirrors or cameras, but I mean that's another story. <laughs> well, that, that's that's a nice Kenny. Kenny, do you want a, yeah. a trivia question? Sure. All right. Which president was a commanding general during World War II? Breckenridge. Huh? He, Breckenridge? That's not a president. Breckenridge president. I, oh, that's that. easy. That's no. an easy one. Was that, yeah. Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Here you go. There you go, Kenny. Appreciate it, man. Thanks Dwight, for the call. Dwight. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yes. Was a general. Yes. At the middle school was Dwight School. I think I might have been Eisenhower when I was a little kid. Okay. I think it was Eisen, but I don't know. There you go. Well, it, good job, Al. You and Kenny both get credit for that. <laughs> Eisenhower. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, but you know, we're we're talking about the uh, the the outdoor game, and it's funny because you uh, equated it and and or talked about it and compared it to an all star game. And I, did you watch any of that NBA all star game? Tr- last I was night? going to try, then I decided I'd watch True Detective. I don't know. True Detective, by the way, kind of stunk this season. I thought it was good. Oh, I thought it was bad. Right. Rob Ellis had a great take on it this morning. I it was, it was, it, it was not very good. It, I liked I think it. It was like the good outdoor game. It was entertaining, but the plot line, the storyline, didn't make any sense. None of it made any sense. Frozen people. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you're gonna do Frozen people, you got to do it like they do in Game of Thrones, and they're like, yeah, no, I, know, I liked it. I was in, I was entertained by right. it. I, I, I couldn't wait for Sundays for I, it. I watched it last night, and so I. I Tuned in after the uh, All Star game, <laughs> which I made it through about five minutes, where I put it on, and you know, you want to check it out, you gotta, yeah. But you got to look at these things as it's only there for the local. Pe- like if it was in Philly, you would have had a good time at the game. But this is the thing, Al. Like they made a big deal about this year, the players were going to play harder, and this <laughs> year it was going to be different. And Adam Silver apparently had been stressing for weeks about this game needs to be better because it's been such a bad product. And it was awful. And here was Adam Silver after the game awarding the Eastern Conference uh, the victory. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. Like, you can tell even he thinks it, it's terrible. Yeah, you didn't win the game. You scored the most points. Yeah. You can't yeah, well, that, there's the effort part. They scored more points. More the points. final score yeah. was 211 to 186. It's so, embarrassing. If you, but if you're there, it's fun, right? No, I don't I, know. I, I mean, want to see guys try, and I don't. I, I know they're not going to be playing like it's Game Seven of the NBA Finals, but I want to see a little effort. Like back, back in my day, uh, you know, twenty go. plus years ago or whatever, yeah. when Allen Iverson won the MVP in 01, that was a great game. Yeah, guys yeah. tried, or, or MJ's last one. Like that was exciting. Yeah. Remember that? 
Yes. I don't know their format. What they, did they get a million dollars to win? What are they? Like, no. I like the NHL. They get a million dollars to win three on three. And I know. I'm the only person. Well, no, I'm not the only person. I say I'm in the minority of people who I loved what baseball used to do, yeah. where the winner got home field uh, advantage in the World Series. Yeah. That's what they should do in the NBA. Yeah. The winning conference gets home court in the NBA Finals. They'll care more. And the other thing they need to do, and this is a, a just horrible they got rid of this, Stop with all the guys wearing a generic uniform. Put them all back in, like, their team uniforms. It looks so much better that way. Well, at least some part of it, right? Right. No, no I don't—look, I don't—it's it's an all-star game. You, you, you know, you know what you're getting into. It's basically just entertainment. I mean, I would actually—I mean, I'd go, I'd go the other way with entertainment. I'd have one guy on my team that wasn't a player. I'd say, okay, you got three—you got, you got a draft for, like, we got five musicians. You, you, you would draft them, and that one is going to be on the floor at any time. Well, honestly, you <laughs> might—like, it's so bad, you might as well do that. Yeah. Like, you might yeah. as well do it. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's to the bigger thing of the NBA at this point, where obviously the game's no good, but you got a situation now in the NBA where the preseason— Season doesn't matter. The regular season doesn't matter. Yeah. The All Star Game stinks. Yeah. It's like the league is not very appealing right now. If seating doesn't matter and home court doesn't really matter, it, it just it, it's all just a big wait waiting game for the postseason. But then, do you want to go see the Sixers? I do when they're here. I mean, it's a good show. Not right now. Not without But people like have fun at the game. You watch the game. I do. They have an issue with players not playing. That is a huge issue. Yes. That's a just. I don't know how they fix it, but they they got to fix it. Well, to have people. I mean, because that's why you're coming in to see the star player, and it's just not right. Yeah, and a lot of guys, I'm sure, will sit in the weeks leading up to the All Star game so they can play (laughs) in the All Star game. Well, go out there and score forty points. Well, or not play. That's a bigger issue. Yeah. Just terrible. Really bad product last night. Uh, let's go to Larry in Delaware. What's up, Larry? Sorry. Um, baseball. Well, first first of all, the, the guy who had the idea about two games running simultaneously for hockey. Yeah. The league's never going to allow that. Well, nobody's going to watch that. <laughs> no, not only that, but that, that's 70,000 tickets that they didn't yeah. sell to that second game. Yeah, yeah. And, Fair and point. That, that, so that ain't going to happen. Um as far as last year in that last series for the Phillies, yeah, I, I agree with the Kimball, Kimball thing. The other thing that used to that bugged me right after that was these people didn't hit, and they pointed to Harper a lot. When you've got Turner in front of you who's not hitting and Bohm in back of you who's not hitting, why pitch to Turner or why pitch to Harper? And that's what I saw. And, and what Thompson does is – and, and Tom, I think you said it earlier. You you have to manage a, a series differently than you manage the season. If you see the people aren't hitting, you have to shuffle that lineup around. You have to protect Harper. So even if it meant swapping, you know, move Stoddard up and Turner down, okay, it, it leaves it, it gives Harper a little bit of protection, and at least he's going to see a pitch that's somewhere near the strike zone. And that's that. In addition to the Kimbrel thing, is why I think they lost that series. Yeah, Larry. No, it's a it, it's it's a good point. And, and in Game Seven, like Boom hit the home run, so it looked yeah. like okay, you know, maybe this is going to work out. But I agree with you. And it felt like by the end of that series, Harper just felt like he had to do everything. Nobody else was really hitting at that point, and. You know, if you move, if you flip flop Bohm and Real Muto, I don't know, in game four, game five, when Bohm was struggling so much, maybe that yeah. changes the entire outcome. Exactly. And, and the same thing with Stott and, and, and Turner. 
you just flip-flop them. And, and you know, the left-right, left-right, I, I, I understand that's, his, uh, that's, you know, Topper's philosophy. I get that. And, but again, over 162 games, that plays out. But when you're in a, you know, after the first, when you're in basically a three-game series and you see that, that you've got to make a change, I think that's when you have to make a change. Yeah, and you look so at the, the only thing, the only thing that I took out of, of um, Howard's conversation with him was he said, I'll take your card, and if we seem to be struggling in the season, I'll shift the lineup. Yeah, if we're all in 161. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to see now. I want to see that lineup though. It would be hilarious if Rob Thompson came out and that was the lineup on opening day. It would be so good. The Eskin, the Eskin. Yeah. He might even. You think he'd do it in preseason? I think he might. I, I think he might do it in the in the spring training. But the thing is, problem with that is in the pre in the spring training, these guys are only playing a few innings anyway. Right. Yeah. 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 So. And, and 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 on the on the. Um, uh, the leadoff hitter, you know, I I don't know. I'm I'm old, and and I I think like somebody said, I want to see people out on the bases running, um, and and it, it, that's just the way I was. I've been watching the game for a very long time, and that's the way I I, I was brought up. You know, hitting a home run, yeah, I, I get it. You know, you hit a home run to lead off a game, and great, I I I, I, I get all that, but man, I I still don't know. That that's a tough one. Yeah, I hear you, Larry, and and appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. And and yeah, I think when you look at the at the lineup and the adjusting, and and again, I think it, it's it's hard because it's part of what makes Rob Thompson a good manager during the regular season because I do think the players like the fact that there is consistency and they like the fact that, hey, if I have a couple bad games, I'm not going to be moved down in the lineup unless it's Nick Cassianos. He's the one guy who yeah. doesn't seem you to mind. You move some people back and forth a little yeah. bit. But, it, it, but It's tough in a play. I mean, it does... What you have to guard against as a coach in any sport is what looks like a panic. That's, I think, what you have to. That that that's what you have to guard against. Mm-hmm. Like if this is, whoa, we're really in trouble. But I don't think that that moving guys in the order is panicking. And you look at that series. But that's a big issue. That like that issue isn't a because it, you go into the season like that's an issue that's on boil from day one. Right. <laughs> now the, the Kimbrel thing is that's a, that's another. I mean, I don't think people would have had a problem with him. I, and in fact. I'm surprised somebody didn't tackle Kimbrel when he's coming out. Well, uh, no, it was in Arizona. They were loving it. They're like, yeah, get him out no, there. No, I mean a Philly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> one of the players. Yeah. That would have been great. Nick Castellanos just yeah. tackles Kimbrel on his way in. But, I mean, you look at what Arizona did in that series. They were moving guys around every game. Their yeah. lineup was different every night. Yeah, underdog role uh, coming in, nothing to lose. It's, a, it's, a, it's different. It is different, and I think that, that – played into it but Rob Thompson I think when the Phillies get back to the playoffs and we all expect them to be there you got to be more adaptable 215-592-9494 if you want to get in 215-592-9494 guys on hold see you there we'll get you in the next segment also in the next segment Al before the show you tipped me off to uh, some pretty uh, funny sound from a legendary player who Mm -hmm. uh, had his number retired is that correct over the weekend number retired we'll get to that and what he had to say in his post game speech uh, which was pretty good 215-592-9494 tom kelly al morgani we're in for the midday guys sports radio 94 wip
Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani in for Joe and Hugh today. What is this, a little Blink-182? Uh, it's similar. Okay. Uh, no pressure. They're, they're newer. Oh, okay. That, that last Blink. couple years. Yeah, it sounded similar. They're coming similar. here this summer. Blink. Bl- they are? Mm-hmm. I was a big Blink-182 fan back in the day. I that find that hard to believe. But why do you, why do you find that hard to believe? Because it's normal. <laughs> what do you mean? I can I have some normal tastes, you know. I mean, I was a I was a fan of them. Okay. They're, they're good. They're a good band. You know? Oh, very good. I don't know much of their. You know, I couldn't name any of their songs. Semi charm kind of life. I could name that one. Yeah. All the small. <laughs> that's some forty one. That's isn't uh, it? All the small things. No, that's uh, blink. Oh yeah, blink. That's what they do right. at the Avalanche games. Oh, is it? They sing. I, I love the fact that more and more. Crowds are getting into singing songs during games. Like when you go to, <clears throat> when I cover hockey in Europe, they sing throughout the entire game. The, I mean, you would think it's a flipping disco. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, I'm telling you from puck drop, they're just singing. Like That would you, get annoying, though. No, I don't need you cool. singing the no, entire game. It is a oh, blast. It's an event. No, it, it, no it, it's, it's a fine. blast. It, it, it's really, it's crazy. And they're doing, like, Sweet Caroline in Stockholm. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's the strangest thing. Like, I think at, at certain moments that makes it cool. But if you're, if you're singing the entire time, doesn't it take away from the effect no, of it? No, Like, I feel like early on in the playoffs last year, when people were singing the Bryce and Stott song it was yeah, kind of cool, cool. Yeah. but then it kind of got got old pretty quickly like no, by the I end think it kind of died out I think you got old pretty quickly yeah exactly <laughs> Stott's walk up is <laughs> exciting yeah, people really. still like to I love to that song I love I when get you up hear and dance. yeah you hear a song and like you get I mean I think it pumps up the crowd I think it's great I like I just think it's terrific when it happens like, I felt like it lost steam as the playoffs went on well they didn't win well, it, well, you know, <laughs> yeah I guess sense. I guess when you're not hitting <laughs> two and, two and you're getting shut down completely people aren't yeah, yeah like yeah, the Sweet Carolina Red Sox game that wasn't so good. You know that's my new take. I blame the fans for that series for not singing loud enough during the Bryson stops. TK, what do you think of uh, dancing on my own? And what did you think of my replacements for it? Oh yeah, you did your top five replacements. Was there a theme for that? Like, well, they all just no, don't really make sense. Now Francisco did the top five at five with the yeah, afternoon yeah. show Thursday, and he and Dan Wilson have a, a rivalry going on right now. Sure, for who can do the better better fives. And I took your side, Francisco. I like yours. I appreciate. But he, there was no theme to like what song should take over for it. No, Doesn't there need to be a theme. No, just good songs. And dancing on my own, like, like my, my buddy tried to explain to me dancing on my own. Well, it's it's got I, an underdog the, theme to it. That's what the, the no, it doesn't. The What's the underdog the, theme? I don't the know. Lyrics exactly. are That's the point. The yeah. lyrics are like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. kind of it, frightening. It's a, isn't it about just like a lonely guy? Yeah. Essentially, I think, like you see, I thought I thought one thing I read was like it's a person that goes to the club and is dancing, and they see somebody, see there's like their ex or somebody dancing with somebody else, uh-huh. and pondering, well, should I go up and oh. try to get back with them? Pretty much, I think I could be wrong. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know what? The more you're explaining this song, the less I like it. No, it's not good. I I actually <laughs> enjoy the song. It's catchy. It's yeah, catchy. Yeah, it's no, catchy. Whatever works. Do you know. think they should bring it back this year? No, out? I would go somewhere else, but I don't know. I mean, I I like walk up songs. I like all that stuff. What song would you suggest to take over for Dancing on My Own? Friends in Low Places. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's that? <laughs> we'll we'll play it coming back here. I I I don't know what it is either, but we'll we'll hear it. I I I want to rip off the Flyers. Just play that Squirtle song. Oh, that Squirtle. Yeah, that's, pretty that song. that's pretty good. That's pretty. I told you before. My yeah. son can't get enough yeah. of it. He just loves it. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, but um, before we get back to the phones, I did want to play a piece of audio for you. Yeah. We got the news on during the break. I'm watching. I was trying to figure this out. Um, they had a, a older lady on there who they said woman is turning a hundred on her 25th birthday and i was trying to figure out how that oh, works yeah. leap year leap year yeah there you go yeah and speaking of of age um yarmir yager uh retired well he's been retired for a few years right well he's still playing in europe in europe yeah i know he's been retired for a few years from here do you think he could still be playing in the nhl right now if you wanted to <sighs> No, okay. but I think he... He's good for the Flyers he, he in took 2012. The, he took the warm-up. Oh, he was out there with them? Oh, no, they, they let him take the warm-up with That's the Penguins, cool. and everybody wore a wig, a, 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 a mullet. A mullet, Oh, nice. it's great. Nice. Um, but he had a, a pretty interesting uh, post-game speech, and uh, he thanked his girlfriend, and this is a pretty funny piece of audio from the, from the post-game. I want to say thanks to Dominica, my girlfriend. Uh, she's too young to remember I played in Pittsburgh, but I... <laughs> But I told her all the stories, so don't worry about it. When did he play? Uh, he was he played in Pittsburgh till like '95. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, <laughs> she's young, and he's he's a legend. Is he I like mean, 50? Yeah, he's ooh boy. Yeah, it's a <laughs> very young girlfriend, but good for him. Yeah, you know he's a. He's been been one of my favorites ever, and like that was a great retirement ceremony. Let him come out and skate. All the Penguins wore uh, mullets as they came out, seeing Sidney Crosby in a mullet. Put the '68 up there. Uh, he's been one of my favorite players ever, and I gotta say the, you know, he's known for the mullet, which might be, it might be the most famous haircut in sports ever. Now they had another one in Pittsburgh in football. Um, where you recognizable, you know, you got guys, but I don't think anybody in any sport has had a hairstyle as as famous as that. It, yeah, it, that's it, what he was it, known it, for. No, but he, he's a, one of the great players ever, ever, ever. But that, I mean, it's just it's it's like they they follow him around. The, they, it, it's incredible what that. I mean, you think about it. There's been some great wacky hairstyles in sports. Wacky. Now was Yager the reason you? Had the mullet? No, I had a mullet. That... Way I'm older than him. Okay, I I was the first one interviewing him on ESPN when he first came over. I did a Ranger game, and um, I I was there when the, at the draft when he got drafted. Not here's the crime with 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 Yager. He's so known for the hair. The number is to me the best story of Yarimir Yager is the number sixty eight. He wore that number because in 1968, his grandfather was killed when the Soviets invaded the Czechoslovakia in 68 and the invasion, I forget what they call it, Prague invasion maybe, he came over. And he was driven by that for his grandfather to prove himself for his grandfather who was killed by the Soviets. And when, and people, understand, when, when people say don't mix politics with sports, but, but no, 
when they played the Soviet, it was, it was unbelievable. And it drove him to this great success because he wanted to just earn that 68 for his grandfather. It was amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that story. And just from like, you know, watching him, like it was just so cool to have him on the flyers for a brief oh, man. period of time. Yeah, just and the, he was like, he was older, but he was still pretty good for them. He, he was still productive. went to the gym every day, come in, do that stuff. He's, he's nuts. And I think the NHL should bend the rules to get him in the hall of like he because he's still playing so they won't they want him to be retired for three years he plays for he owns and plays for he's only playing to keep the organization alive in Clodno where right. he plays and it's like just let him in man they don't want to wait three more years yeah he belongs there right now yeah there's it's no like, need yeah not here like can you think of anybody that's a, in all the sports. I mean, they had that Valderrama guy. What is that soccer guy? Had the wild Valderrama. hair. Valderrama. The, the great soccer guy. I mean, I'm trying to think of Paul, um, the guy in the, the Steelers. He does the, the shampoo commercial. Oh, uh, Paul Mauer. Yeah. yeah. That's famous. Two in Pittsburgh. Yeah, there you go. To come in. Here, when you think about Marsh, I mean, when you've got guys He's like, not famous enough. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not. When you think of, I mean, that hair, all you had to do was show that you know who it is. Yeah. You don't even have to have a face. <laughs> it's like, that's we'll, Yager. We'll, we'll throw that out there the last hour of the show. Who's somebody you know just by their haircut? Um, and Yager is not Yager. I mean, Yager was an all time great. Player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when growing up playing the old like NHL video game, <laughs> Yager was incredible. He like was. The, the moves you could do with him. No, nah, he's he, unstoppable. He's like, un, he had like, I used to call it big ass hockey. Like, you just couldn't get the puck away from him. Yeah, yeah. He, he just threw that he bad would, side out there. He would. No, nobody getting around that thing, man. And he'd handle the, he'd <laughs> handle the puck with one hand. Yeah. It was incredible. Nobody getting around that. It ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. 215 592. 9494 if you want to get in. Also, talking a lot of Phils today. Uh, a couple of things we're talking about the Phils. Reese Hoskins or Whit Merrifield? Who's a better fit for this team? Not who's, you know, going to put up the bigger numbers, because we know Hoskins is going to put up the bigger numbers. But Merrifield is a better fit for this team. Whether people want to admit it or not, uh, he just gives them a lot more options and, you know, much better defensively in a lot of areas. So talking a lot about that. Also, uh, who should be the leadoff hitter continues to be a big topic of conversation. Um Schwarber, this team just wins when he is the the leadoff guy. Don't really, you know, get why the numbers are what they are. I mean, I think he part of it gets on base a lot, which is big. Walks a lot, hits home runs. Uh, so you want to get on that as well. And also, uh, presidential trivia. Uh, we can give a yes. couple more of those questions out as well. I want to do some more trivia questions. Let's go to Gary in Vineland. What's up, Gary? What's up, guys? How you doing, man? Good, man. I... I, I couldn't be happier with Wit. I mean, he plays all over. He's not uh, a strikeout king like Reese could be. I think it's a great move. Yeah, and Gary, I, I think it's it's one of those things where they needed a player like this. You know, you had guys like Sosa who can play the infield, but they tried him in the outfield, couldn't really get him out there. I think for for uh, many of the really good teams, they have kind of that extra starter who you can play everywhere, and, and Murrayfield is going to be a really good fit who I think they're going to be able to use in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Hey, Al, did you see the We Are the World documentary? I did. I just watched it. It was spectacular. The best part was your boy Waylon Jennings going, ain't no good old boy swinging Wild Healy. Oh, no, he it was unbelievable. Right Waylon Jennings walked out of the whole of the thing because Stevie Wonder wanted to sing lyrics in Swahili. And, and, and he just says, I'm out. It's like, like where the hell is not even, not even the country we're talking about? 
That was hilarious. Ain't no good old boy singing Swahili. Oh, man. it was That was a great documentary. It was just great. Bob Dylan looked like a dope, and then he got talked into it, like the... To, kind of take part or whatever it was spectacular it was it was you got to see it it just ha- it's just it. so good when they sang the harry belafonte that was awesome yeah it was uh, it was i mean to to put i'm trying to think in terms of sports like you put all those superstars together what it would be like to handle the egos oh you're talking about springsteen dylan like how it's like it's the ultimate all-star team to try, and, and like yo, you don't get to sing a solo. You do. I'm, wow. Well, that's the difference between them and the NBA All-Star game. Oh, These yeah. NBA players just <laughs> mailing it in. Yeah. At least the musicians yeah. are doing well, it the right way. Well, maybe that All-Star game is the one that finally makes them say, even for us, this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. And they pe- they pegged who the troublemakers were going to be: Stevie Wonder and Cindy Lauper. And it. Yeah, Steve. It yeah, Steve yeah, they knew who was going to be trouble. That's <laughs> great. Uh-huh. It was just yeah. great. Gary, do you want a trivia question? I do, but can I say um, I would love to see somehow, some way, the the final four at uh, the Palestra. Oh man, well, that's a good one. Yeah, that's <laughs> that a good would one. be great. That would be pretty cool. I, I obviously, for a lot of uh, you know reasons, they would never do that, but that would be really cool. Much better than what they do now, yeah. where it's in these huge stadiums. Oh yeah, the, the rollouts at that place that I've seen from the student section were. Yeah, I just yeah. wish Amazing. more people would go to the actual games there now. It's it's amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. All right, here's your trivia question, Gary. Elected in 1923, who is the 30th president of the United States? Uh, No clue. Go Roosevelt. Uh, Calvin Coolidge. Appreciate the call. Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge. I used to go to the movie theater Coolidge Connor in Boston, but I don't know what's cool. Calvin Coolidge. All right, I have one for you, Al. Calvin. Who is the only single U.S. president to get married while in the White House? No, it wasn't Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, I have no idea. Does somebody get married in the White House? Yeah, he's got the last. The, you know? No, I was just saying I know the answer because I, 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 I was, I was doing, I was studying before the show because you told me about this. Right, right. And now I forget. All right. Uh, somebody <laughs> nice. got married in the White House. Uh, his last name is uh, the same as the name of a city in the United States. If that helps you. Um, no. Madison? Grover Ooh, Cleveland. Oh, I was going to say it. Uh, oh. Yeah. Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. Yeah, there you go. He got married? Yes. He, he was a single guy? got married in, when he was president? I guess so. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't- That must have been a party. Yeah. That must have been a heck of a wedding reception. Grover. What in names the, in the these guys palace. had? president's palace. These guys had some names, man. Calvin, Grover. I want to bring some of these <laughs> names back. I heard them talking about this on the morning show today, Devin and Rob, about like some of the names that you used to hear all the time and you never hear anymore. I, 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 I like a good Grover. Grover? Yeah. <laughs> guy, that sounds good. A Grover Kelly. No, are we talking about Kelly. Sesame Street? Who's the Sesame guy? Street yeah. guy? Grover. Yeah, it's a cool name. Grover. I guess. Calvin. Woodrow. Woodrow. Yeah. <laughs> these are great names. They should bring them back. Bring back old names. That's what I'm saying. We need to bring these. I think one of the only old names that kind of stayed around a little bit, and I don't know, maybe not anymore, George. Yeah, George. Many Georges now. George. Yeah, George is a solid name. George is a solid name. George. Um, um, Ashton Sullivan's dog is named George. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's a funny name for a dog. That's <laughs> funny. I, I was given, uh, yeah, Ashlyn told me, though, she has an Instagram page for her dog. Yeah, George oh, has come a dog. On. No, no, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know a lot of girls. But when's the last time? You saw a baby George, like, like who's 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 naming their baby George? George. 
I, I can't I imagine. My father's name's George. Yeah, but okay. your dad is like an old name. And he named you Francisco. Like that's right. a new well, his actual name. his I mean he's Hispanic, so he goes by Jorge. Okay. Oh, Jorge. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. George. I feel like there aren't nobody's name. If if you've met a George under the age of ten, I'd love to hear. Yeah, really. Like kids. Yeah. George Paros is a guy in the NHL with a he went he's the dean of discipline or whatever they call him. Who is? George Paros. Oh, okay. <laughs> he he's an older guy though. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah. retired. Yeah, I, I don't George. think there's any young, younger. Uh, well, George Kittle. Yeah. Uh, by the way, did you see that video of him? That was pretty bad. He's blocking George Karloftis, and he says he's, he's joking around. He says, "Hey, George." Meanwhile, the ball is loose <laughs> behind him, and Karloftis recovers it. So that was not a great look for him being mic'd up in that game. Uh, let's go to Kobe and Gilbert. Cody in Gilbert's. What's up, Cody? What's up, guys? How you doing, man? I'm good. Hey, real quick, I just wanted to mention about the Phils. Like, I know, like, when we lost to the Diamondbacks, I, I feel like they should play some more small ball. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Yeah. Small ball? Because hmm. I know they, they constantly go out, you know, trying to hit the homers and all that, but I feel like they should incorporate some more of that. Well, Cody, I think it's part of it's the way they're built, but I think this move kind of indicates that mm-hmm. they think they need to do that a little bit because you sign a guy like Merrifield, he's not a huge home run hitter. He's going to be more of an on-base guy, more of a singles guy, so maybe they do yeah. feel the same way going out and making this move. Oh, I'm lying. I'm, I'm going, going in positive. I know that. <laughs> yeah, and you just got to gotta hope that, you know, you can get through the regular season and, and get to the postseason, and then uh, you're in good shape. But, yeah, I think this is an acknowledgement that they do need to do things a little bit differently than they've done them in the past. Yeah, and I would say definitely Topper should should change, change it up a little bit. Not much, but, you know. Be a little flexible. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I think it's just different in the postseason than the regular season. And, and he needs to adjust a little more. But do you want a trivia question, Cody? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, they're I, too I hard. That, but, I, yeah. but I know um, we said about the names. Uh, I have a coworker who had a son last year and they named him George. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it. Quick resolution to the George uh, you go. conversation. Uh, I'm going to give you another one, Al. Who is the only president to serve longer than two four-year terms? This is an easy one. Should be an easy one. You think? Yeah. Like they were allowed? I didn't even know that you were allowed to. You were allowed to? Yeah, only I think only one guy's done it. Yeah, this is the only guy's done Washington? it. Washington? No, uh, Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt. What did you call his middle name? Delano. That's is that name. what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. FDR. I was going to try to sound smart. Yep. Yeah. FDR smart. Park. Yeah. Is that the wheelchair? He's the wheelchair... Was he in a wheelchair? I think he was. Yeah. I think, I think was. that was him. Yeah. Because the... there were two Roosevelts. One was a hunter. Okay. Yeah, 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 that was Teddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're showing our, <laughs> our knowledge F- here. FDR was the president during uh, World War Two. Yeah, I so don't. they probably didn't want to change things. Then they must have changed the rules. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to change presidents in the middle of a war, I guess. No. Uh, let's go to Aaron in Norristown. What's up, Aaron? Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. What's up? Hey, Al. I wanted to ask you, I think, you know, your buddy Keith Jones in, his, uh, in a press conference, it's pretty easy to read between the lines, and if you follow what's going on with the goalie in Russia, Alexei Kolosov, when he's talking about, you know, with the Carter Hart situation, how they're the depth in goalies in the organization, and, you know, that some goalies might be more ready than others, and you might see them sooner than later. He's obviously talking about Alexei Kolosov. Um, is there a chance that he plays for this team this year? 
There's one question, and then I have another question about the draft and their draft picks. I guess they could. I mean, I don't know where they, you know, what, well, what they look at there, but I guess he could come later in the spring. I think he's Belar- Belarusian, I think. So I think I think they have an opportunity. But you're right; they they made a smart move last summer when they locked up, the, you know, Erson. So I think if they, I don't know the logistics of what they have to do just to get him over, <clears throat> but I would think that there's a possibility. Those hurdles have actually already been cleared. And I think with this season, you know, their season is different than ours, you know, in terms of length. So they're talking about him being over here like at the end of March. And, you know, so it's, it's interesting with the trade deadline and the draft picks, in my opinion. I mean, I'm, that's what I'm about to ask you. They have four picks in the next two years in the first and second rounds. They obviously can't. They're not going to draft four of those people. They're going to either trade, you know, from salary cap or whatever, whatever. Like, and I know, like, they have, like, uh, ending contracts and Walker and, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying they should go for it with the players, but they're obviously a team that's showing they can play with the top teams in the NHL. Not to make a deep run in the playoffs, but a deep enough run to get these young people playoff experience on the team. Um, and I know they might have to get rid of Walker just because he's going to be lost at the end of the year. Do you think they, they target certain things for the draft this summer and make moves that would not – like, I hate to see them lose guys like Walker, but they're, I guess, going to have to. But what do you think they're going to do with the trade deadline? I guess I'm going to I ask think they're going to sell. I'm going to sell. Yeah. I don't mean, I'm, yeah, I think they're going to sell. And, you know, I don't know what the the goal, I don't know that, yeah, I don't know what that goalie's playoff, what this team is playing like, how long a run they'd make over there to, to get them over here. So, well, what do you, you think they're going to sell a connect now? No, but I do think that the Walker, like, I don't know what Ristolainen's status is either. Um, health-wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah health-wise. I don't think he's tradable because there's health. Kind, yeah, but they're not going to buy. I mean, they're not, they're not going to risk, they're just not going to do it. They're not yeah, going to so, so buy, but what do you do with four picks? In the in the first two rounds of next year, are they going to draft four players? Wouldn't you either move up? Well, at that point, you can move up you, to see where you are. That's where they have some cards to play, and then knowing that okay, we'll get the goalie's going to come over. Maybe maybe we'll have a better read on Mitchkov. So I think it's all set up for the future. Aaron, last question I have for you: are you Do you think they're a playoff team now? I I think this I, I think it hurt the weekend a little bit. I I wouldn't lock them in, but I do think they have a you know the the uh, the odds are they're like seventy percent to get in. I don't find it that high. I think they're about fifty five percent to get in. Yeah, it's tough just because you know looking at the standings, there are so many teams bunched right there, where it's yeah. like a, a bad a bad week. Can a bad week. So having the Islanders lose was good. Uh, the Devils winning. You know, I don't want they're the one that they can catch fire. And I think Pittsburgh might they might be screwed. I mean, they just seem to fall apart again and again. Yeah. It's just one of those things where, you know, it would be such more of a moral victory to make well, the playoffs get, more, And get guys playoff experience, yeah. like the caller said. That's a great thing. Yeah. You get playoff experience to come in. Yeah, that, that, that would be huge, and, and hopefully they can they can find a way to get it done here uh, down the stretch. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Talking a lot of fills today. Uh, talking some flyers as well. Uh, as they wind down the regular season here back in action Wednesday night. Also, presidential trivia. Where would you want to see a game? Final Four at the Palestra. That was a great suggestion. <laughs> um, wait, I hate how they do it now in these huge football stadiums. It just it looks so weird. And then, and then yeah, the benches are the like low. Oh, my God. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, so, yeah, give us one of those, uh, a good thing or, or an event that you would like to see in a unique environment. Uh, doing that as well. And when we get back, I do need to talk about 
uh, one of our favorite former coaches in Philadelphia, the great Doc Rivers, is just oh. doing acts of kindness all over the place. And, uh, you know, he's, he's helping people out. So we'll get to that coming up next. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani with you on the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. I've been a three-time All-Star. I've led the league in hits a couple times. I've led the league in solo bases. I've led the league in all these different things that I feel like I've proven that I'm here and I can play. Um, I was an All-Star last year. I've done that. I want to win now. And so I'm here to do whatever I need to do to win and to help this team win, whether it's sit on the bench and be the cheerleader for 162 games. I don't think that's why they brought me here, but you know, if that's what they want me to do, um, I just, I just want to win. Sports Radio 94 WIP, Tom Kelly, Al Morgani in for the Midday Guys. That was Whit Murrayfield talking to the media for the first time. Seems to have the, uh, seems to have the right approach, Al. A Great team approach. first guy right there. Great approach. Yeah. Just whatever it takes. Whatever yeah. he asks me to do anything, I'll do it on anything you want. And I think it's kind of cool that, like, the Phillies have become that kind of, like, destination now. Where you hear a guy talk about, okay, I'm at the stage of my career where I just want to win. And the fact that he, he chooses to come here, seeing this team go to the World yeah. Series, go to the NLCS. Why do you think a big part of that is? Because of Bryce Harper? Yes. Yes, I would agree. Your guy. I don't dislike Bryce Harper. Okay? Now, do I think the fact that he wants a contract extension when he has eight years left on his deal is ridiculous? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's, that's absurd. But he wants to be here forever. Even more proof. Yeah, but... but he, and he's not going to get it. No. He's already here for eight more years. I know, but he wants, I mean, he's, he wants to run the team after. He, maybe he's going to buy the team. Maybe he, uh, he's going to need a lot of money to buy it off he the middle. He's going to have a lot. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, you know, I, I don't hate Bryce Harper. I don't like you characterizing me as the Harper hater. <laughs> I just think sometimes he can be a little fraudulent. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. He, he panders uh, quite a bit. Um, but uh, some other news coming out uh, today as far as baseball related for Phillies fans who may have had hopes of Mike Trout being uh, traded here. Doesn't seem like that'll happen. Mike Trout says he still wants to remain with the Angels. Has no desire to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so Guess it seems what? like he'll stay there. I don't think there are many teams bidding. You don't think so? No. What, the injury history? Yeah. yeah. That kind of money and that kind of injury situation? I mean, I don't think it would make sense for the Phillies. I don't think you need... I mean, he's a great player, so it sounds kind of crazy when you say that. But, I mean, I, I don't... I'd much rather go get a pitcher than, than Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just think he's going to get. I mean, he's just beat up. Yeah, and, and so so it seems like he's staying put. And then this is pretty funny. Uh, and I don't know how you can feel good about this if you're an Angels fan. But Anthony Rendon also being interviewed today, and he was asked whether you know this is still like a, a top priority. Being a major league baseball player, he said, eh, "Not really." Uh, he said, "It's obviously a priority. I'm here, but other than that." Not really a top priority. He's getting paid like $250 million. Yeah, I don't understand how a question like that gets asked. Is it a top priority? Maybe they sense that he doesn't really care about baseball. He doesn't seem to care that much about baseball. <sighs> well, yeah, Rendon's done a lot of weird things over the last like, year or two. He said that the game should, uh, the season should be shortened by a lot, I think. So something, he said something about shortening the season. But I'm sure he doesn't want his pay being any less. No, of course yeah. not. Yeah. It's never uh, been a priority. It's just a plays the sport to make a living. I don't like. I never liked that attitude. It's, it's a terrible just, attitude. If you don't like the, I mean, there are believe it or not, there are guys that are just that talented and they just play, you know, just to get through. Mm-hmm. 
but no, nah, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a bad attitude to have. Um, so diff, di- definitely different approaches there uh, with Trout and Rendon. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, um, in a few minutes, I do need to get to, to Doc Rivers and the great uh, charitable works that he is doing these days. Uh, first, let's go back to the phones. Go to Lou in Delco. What's up, Lou? What's up, TK? What's up, Al? Hey, what's up? Listen, I just got to put it out there that, um, you know, the great Angelo Cataldi, uh, his affect and everything else reminded me of my grandfather. And I tried to cover that with my dad on Super Bowl Sunday. And I just want to put it out there. Like, you know, the guy just looked like my grandfather and kind of acted like my grandfather. Well, good for your uh, grandfather. Or <laughs> <laughs> bad for your grandfather. Well, that, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, it looks nothing like me. So anyway, um, leads to a riddle, and that is, um, you know, I'm one of four. I am number three, uh, and I'm like none of them. So what does that make me? I have no idea what you just Yeah, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that makes you the third, all right? So there's four of us with the same name. I named my son the fourth. I'm the third. My dad's junior, and my grandfather was a senior, okay? So uh, you guys mentioned uh, Roosevelt earlier, and I think he didn't have polio. I think he was in a wheelchair, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think like, that was the ailment. He, he didn't like to be pictured in the uh, Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Yeah, well, like uh, my grandfather, uh, they both had polio. So my grandfather's a pretty proud guy. So shout out to him. You know, that's my grandfather's stuff. But anyway, so moving on, the hair thing. Uh, Randy Johnson. Do you think Randy Johnson uh, could be no, noticed or, you know, notable for his hair? Yeah, I think so. He had kind of that. What do you, what do you, what do you call the Randy Johnson hair? Is that a rat tail? Well, it was kind of a mullet, I guess. It was. He's just an odd. See, to me, he was just so bizarre looking. I don't think the hair takes precedence over just the overall look. Yeah, I mean, he's. Yeah, I mean, he was like a really like awkward looking guy, but I just remember that. Yeah, well, the hair. Yeah, just a a lot of it. Right, a lot of it. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say his hair. It was just his overall look was just. Crazy, I mean, it's got to be frightening to, to get up against that. <laughs> yeah, have... so we were talking about hair. That's what I was thinking of. That's all. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to just talk about hockey, and uh, you know, since you're on out, and you know, I think it's such a shame what's going on with Carter Hart. Like, what is really going on with that? Like, what... I don't know. That's a shame. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah it's the... it's uh, it's, I mean, it's not a sh- it's like a. I don't. I don't know the specifics of what's going to happen in the trial, but it's not a good story. He's not going to. He's never going to play for the Flyers again. He may never play anywhere again. Yeah. Thanks, Lou. Yeah, that's how bad the story could be. Yeah. No, and and you know it's one of those situations you you have let the legal process in Canada play out, and yeah, you know it doesn't seem doesn't seem like a good. It's not a good situation uh, at all. No, and we'll see what happens with the. It's gonna might take a year to go to court, which is I never understood why it just takes like a year to mm-hmm. to go to court. I mean, I I I, I guess the backlog of stuff, but something that's got so much public attention. I, I don't understand why. 
I guess you can't jump the line, so to speak, but oof, it's a, it's an awful story. Yeah. And there's been enough of them in sports to go. I mean, it seems like every month there's another one. Yeah. No, it's 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 awful and, and something that, you know, is, is 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 terrible. And we'll see what ends up happening with the legal process. Let's go to Joe in the Northeast. What's up, Joe? Hey, hey Al um, and Tom. How you doing? Good to, good to hear you on the air again, Al. Uh, I called in a, a couple of shows with this trade suggestion that would uh, solidify the Phillies bullpen and get uh, Rob Thompson away from this pitch in the pockets, which I think has hurt us the last couple of years, uh, is to go after uh, Ryan Presley from the Houston Astros. Um, <clears throat> he's ex- He should be expendable because they picked up Hader. Uh, for five years, he's going to be their closer and signed till 28. Okay, and then they have um, Abreu, their setup man. He's uh, signed to 25, and Montero, um, he usually pitched the seventh inning for him. He's uh, he signed to 25. Uh, uh, Presley is just signed for this coming year, and there's a mutual uh, option. Uh, for 25, he's making 14 million dollars, and I mean, um, you know, he he closed through championship uh, years, and I mean, I I see that he would rather pitch the ninth inning for the Phillies than the, but, than a, a seventh inning for the Astros. And he, you know, Joe, he might prefer that, but this is the problem: is <laughs> teams that are complete competing for championships, they're not just in the business of giving away guys who are really good in the bullpen because you need so many of them. And to have, you know, basically your sixth through ninth inning covered is is obviously really valuable. And Hater, we know he's not more than a one inning guy, so I, I just don't know why Houston would look to trade a guy like that. Well, uh, there, and when you got a closer like that, that's been been the guy. You know, he might not like a, a role uh, pitching the sixth or seventh inning. You know, and and with Thompson take uh, having these not setting roles for our pitchers, I really think has hurt us. Um, and then one, one, this won't happen, but the Phillies should consider this. Um, the Padres. Are uh, making a switch, having Xavier Xavier Bogarts play second, and they're moving Kim over to shortstop. I think that Stott to short and Turner to second would be a better move for a couple reasons. If you watch, um, Turner had all those errors last year, over twenty, a lot of on routine ground balls. And if you take notice of him; he likes to make throws on the move, on the run, okay? And also, I had seen a number of balls hit to the left side, hit hard, and we don't turn to double play. And I, I don't think um, Stott is that quick in turning uh, turning the, the, the double play, and I, I think they'd be better off where you can use um, Turner's, his agility more to play second base and again, you'll have a, a more steady play from Stott at shortstop. Yeah, Joe, I think that's kind of where you run into the little ego thing. Like, you, you sign Trey Turner to be the shortstop. He'd obviously need to be on board, and, and who knows? Maybe that's something they can do down the line, but I don't think they'll do that for this year, certainly. No, they, they won't. I mean, because, again, you, you're playing to, uh, um, to reputations and all, you know. But like I said, you can't have – that guy made so many errors – 
and and routine plays that he, he, he there. And again, like I said, I, I think uh, that'd be a good. And and you don't want to make it, you know, you don't want to make it too, too far down the line because then 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 you got an older uh, Bryson Stott playing short. Yeah, no, I got you, Joe. Do you want a trivia question? Uh, no, thank you. Okay. Be safe. All no right, problem. bye-bye. Take it, take it easy, Joe. Uh, appreciate the call. Uh, what do you think about that, Al, switching Turner and Stott at second and short? I assume Stott played shortstop somewhere. He d- he played here uh, when uh, but, I Segura mean, I was. When he came up, did he, I mean, when in college or whatever, usually the best players playing shortstop. Yeah, he came up as a shortstop. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, not impossible, but I don't think with money you pay in Turner, I don't I don't think that that would play. I mean, I I... I I mean, you got to manage a whole team. I don't know. I don't know if you'd even play from up top if you no. were going to do anything like that. It would mean you took a couple of years from now, maybe, maybe, but I don't. I wouldn't think that that would be even considered at this point. Yeah, no, I don't think that's the route the Phillies would go right now. But Al, I wanted to throw a couple more trivia's at you real quick. An avid fan of bowling, which U.S. president had a one-lane bowling alley built in the White House? Oh man, bowling alley. Um, mm. I'll say I got to think of a president. Um, Any president. Um, I can give you a multiple choice if you want. Um, somewhat recently. Uh, somewhat recently? Like, well, not that recently. Within no. the last 50 years. Reagan wouldn't have bowled, I don't think, in there. Um, maybe Bush. Uh, Nixon. He was a bowler. Nixon was I, a I big bowler. See, I can apparently. see him in a bowling shirt. You can, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's the guy who got thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Threw him out the alley. <laughs> and then one more for you. After being widowed, which widowed. president married his first wife's niece? Oh, that's a power move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is the president. <laughs> um, you might not. I, I wouldn't even know I don't this guy's know, name. No, no, Benjamin like really ha- Benjamin Harrison. Harrison? Yes. Benjamin. Benjamin no idea. Harrison. His first wife's niece. His first wife's niece. Wow. Something yeah. Yager would do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of an odd move. There. Benjamin. Benjamin Harrison. No, no idea. I don't even know. I don't even know presidents. I mean, you, we all know Washington and like Lincoln, right? Yeah. And the beer guys. Cousin. Well, this is the thing. You did great with the first two questions, and then you yeah, because apart. the first couple of presidents, you know, could you just study like in in grammar school? But then mm. you don't know anything after that until until like Jimmy Carter, right? Who cares? Like when you're growing up, you don't really. Well, now you do because it's craziness going on. But but before, like, well, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like, yeah. thought everything's going to be the same. Uh, yeah, and that you know, there's a reason why I've steered all the questions back. You know, in in kind of ancient yeah. history, not anything because it's President's Day. You know, but the best president right now is Keith Jones. Exactly. He's a- <laughs> exactly. Uh, He's- except uh, that was a uh, that's just shameful story that he didn't pay those phantoms. No, you pay him. No, we're playing the game, and like you know, I got I got a Flyers team that has no interest in playing the game. In fact, they didn't come out for the warm up. I think the goalie had vertigo and was sent down like two days later. <laughs> and like he was like he said, "All right, we'll pay you guys whatever." And like and they're all jacked up. <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable. They didn't pay him. <laughs> How do you do that? Because he's he's Jonesy. Because <laughs> he's Jonesy. Oh, yeah, got away with it. It's <laughs> yeah. a far better. Don't coach worry, than, buddy. I'll get you. And then, a far better yeah, coach than yeah. I was. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I'm like, hey, whatever. You guys are pros. I'm just here. <laughs> there you go. You guys are on your own. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Clay in Kansas City. Hey, Clay. How you doing? Hey. Um, 
Hey, I'm a I'm a big Royals fan. I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm a big Royals fan. So yeah, I yeah. want to tell you about Whit Merrifield a little bit because he was a long time Royal. Yep. Um, I would. Uh, he was good at everything. I don't know if he was ever great at anything. Right. Ultimate team guy. Um, I think he could probably play three infield positions now. Probably not. I mean, he did play first base for the Royals at times, but he can't now. He probably doesn't have the speed to be a center fielder. But to me, he fits in as a win now guy. You know, he's gotten paid. He's probably made, you know, $150 million playing baseball. So he's ready to, you know, I think he's 35. So I think he's going to fit in with the fan base and with the organization really, really well. Can he still steal bases or is he? Um, Yeah, probably. I mean, like, he, you know, I feel like he used to be a big doubles guy. Like, he, he would take that extra base a lot on hits that most guys right. would only get to first. And, you know, if they're going to play Schwarber in, right, because I'm also kind of a closet Phillies guy just because the Royals have stunk for the last 10 years. Um, if they're going to play Schwarber in right a little bit, like, he could be a late-inning guy, comes in, he's going to play great defense, he's always going to be in the right place. You know, he's going to make the right decision. He's really going to fit in with the, uh, you know, the way the city likes to see their sports played. If yeah, you know what I mean. yeah, Clay. So. And the way it looks in the outfield, I mean, it looks like Castellanos will pretty much be the everyday right fielder, and then you know whatever combination of Rojas, Marsh, Pache, and, and Murrayfield in center and left. So I look at that outfield, and I think it's it, it's pretty good defensively, and you shouldn't really have to play Schwarber out there uh, much at all, which is huge. Right. So I want to make one more comment too. I'm, so first of all, uh, on the sports question, and really don't want to spend a lot of time on this. They should play the U.S. Open two thirds of the time at at public and/or resort courses that the public can access. I'm a, I'm big on that. Um, and I know Marion and Aronimic that would impact that, but I just think it's good to play the Open at courses that the rest of us can play. So um, and then as far as presidential history, guys, I'm a big presidential history guy. Are you? Am I still on? Yeah, yeah. you're here. Oh, okay. Um, actually, you, you said that about Grover Cleveland. Uh-huh. Uh, Woodrow Wilson got married in office, too. Oh, is that right? Well, then, then yeah, our, question, and, our questions are wrong. Here. <laughs> and, it, and two other things. I, like I said, I'm a big history buff. I read about 200 uh, presidential biographies over the last 20 years. Um, interesting. Uh, Calvin Coolidge actually didn't win the election to get the presidency. Warren Harding died. Oh, okay. And he was VP. And then I'll, I'll give you one, one question, and then I'll listen off the air. Okay. There was a president that was, was president. And he also served on the Supreme Court. He's the only one to have done it. And I'll listen off the air. Have a great day, guys. Okay, thanks, Clay. I, well, I, I needed Clay to give me the answer. I don't know the answer to that. Do you know the I answer? No idea. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, I think he was just showing off. Yeah, I don't. I I would have no clue who that is. The president who was on the Supreme Court. I'll yeah, I can look it up. Yeah, Lyndon no, Lyndon B. So. Johnson. You don't think that's right? No, I don't know. All right, I just I thought of any guy Texas. I remembered. But he liked Whit. He liked the. He liked. He like liked Whitfield. Mary, 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 Mary. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody on the morning show was calling him this morning. Whitfield. He liked yeah. him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was. It's really weird. I I see these guys. Like I watched him in in the summer leagues because they all play up on Cape Cod. So I remember him as a kid. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I remember Otley um, at at uh, where he played. Or uh, he played in um, the littlest town. He played, and then this guy played in Yarmouth. I think. Uh, what, I, what town? Yarmouth. 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 Okay, okay. Played there. Like that's a really good league. And um, it's it's Katuit is where I saw Utley. And you can really tell these. I mean, it's, they're all there. It's unbelievable. The on, the only thing I know about the Cape Cod League is that I, that awful movie that was made about it, Summer Catch. 
Oh, I didn't with know. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> oh my God, it is like literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no, the worst movie you've ever seen in your life is playing now. Yeah, supposedly. this this Madam Web that's out right now <laughs> is uh, like getting such horrible reviews. <laughs> it's like uh, this kind of spinoff of Spider Man. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Do, do night you when think I'm on. it's like worst played, movies? Do you of think all time. the superhero thing is played out? I th- I mean, it's pretty played out. You think like, it's over, like completely over? No, I don't think it's completely over. I, I just think that they need to tone it down. Like, they need to narrow it down a little bit and focus on making movies that are actually decent and not just pumping out as much content as possible. <laughs> I think that's what's kind of happened here that's been the problem. Um, but I did want to mention something before we get out of here. We were talking about the NBA All-Star Game earlier. Um and, you know, this was the coach for the Eastern Conference last night. Doc Rivers, despite having a 3-7 and seven record uh, because of some weird technicality where it's the, the coach of the team with the best record. Now, Boston has the best record, but their coach coached last year, and they're not allowed to coach two years in a row, so it defaults to the team with the next best record, oh, which is Milwaukee. So Doc uh, is able to coach the game. And it, what a good guy. He decided to give his all-star check to the coach he replaced, Adrian Griffin. So what a, what a guy. He's going to go behind your back, take your job, was a consultant for the team for six weeks before taking the job, <laughs> but now at least he's going to give you the check. Oh, You're a clown, bro. bleep you. Oh, God. Isn't he a jerk? Uh, I, I didn't care for him when he was here. Okay. But... I mean, I don't know what the situation is. Does the guy need money? I don't even well, know. Well, this is the thing. He joined the Bucks as a consultant. Six weeks later, he takes the head coaching job. I mean, well, you do the math. Well, that's good consulting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, if I was Adrian Griffin, the coach he replaced, I wouldn't even want the money. I'd say keep your money. Well, that's enough. And stick it wherever, you know, you I, want. I guess. Yeah. Unless you need the money. I don't think he I don't needs know. the money. I mean, the guy was an NBA coach. Sure, he's still getting paid by the Bucks. Right? I don't know. Maybe he was, you know, betting on the Sixers. <laughs> Maybe he was. <laughs> uh, let's go to Lou in, Northe- in the Northeast. What's up, Lou? Yeah, how you doing, guys? Uh, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Phillies with this Merrifield signing. And uh, I just hope he has, I mean, yeah, from what you guys are saying, he was an all-star last year, from uh, what I understand. I know he's been an all-star in the Yeah, he's been an all-star. Yes. And all, yeah, I just wanted to talk about him. Uh, him uh, I hope he's got... I hope he's got something left. Uh, and uh, the guy that the Eagles are supposedly, I don't know if they signed him yet or supposedly signed him, that sa- uh, safety or cornerback, whatever, the Eddie Jackson from the Bears. They, the Bears released him. I don't know if the Eagles had signed him because I saw something on my phone that they were signing no, him. I th- no, I think that was just a rumor, Lou. I don't know if they're interested or not. It's, uh, I mean, a guy that I'd be interested in if I was the Eagles, but I think you also got to be wary if he's getting cut, you know, mm-hmm. uh, might not have a ton left. Who? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He might not have nothing left. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Why would they sign him? He'd be like the two guys that they signed uh, last season, Byard, or what's the other guy that they signed? Uh, uh, what the hell's his name? The other safety? Blankenship. No, 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 not Blankenship. Oh. They had Blankenship. The guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, something, the, the other guy that they signed, he was uh, supposed, supposed to have been good on prior prior years. Uh, I forget yeah, his name. I'm not sure. I, 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 I want to get into... Uh, I want to get into the presidential trivia too. Oh, you want a trivia question? All right, here's your trivia. Yeah, but question. I got I got something for you guys before you give me the, the trivia question. As far as real the, quick, the, real quick, yeah, on the, tri- on, the tri- on the trivia question that you asked earlier, the uh, one about Calvin Coolidge and Grover Cleveland, uh-huh. that wasn't that wasn't their actual first names. Their actual first name was Calvin Coolidge was John Calvin Coolidge, and Grover Cleveland his actual first name is Stephen. With uh, he's a PH guy with the PH. Stephen oh, okay. With a PH. I prefer their middle names more. 
But uh, so be it. Here's your trivia question, uh, Lou. What is yeah. the primary color of the Lincoln bedroom in the White House? The primary color of the Lincoln bedroom in the White House? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I would say brown, I guess. I don't know. Yellow. Appreciate Yellow. the call, Lou. Yellow was the... The the answer. I wanted to say the answer. Yeah. The, oh, you, did you know? Yeah, yellow. Yeah. It was all. You never yellow. had a yellow bedroom? No. Okay. <laughs> well, time for a even... final read on our Twitter question of the day. Who would you rather have, Reese Hoskins or Whit Merrifield? Very closer. Fifty-three percent say Reese Hoskins. There you go. So we had. They we, love our. You know, we love the guys that have been here. Yeah, exactly. But that'll do it for us today, Al. Fast show. When are you back on this week? I'm not on this week. Okay. Um, Back next week, I think. Okay. I'm not allowed more than once a week. Okay. Well, that's that's probably that's good. The, that's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be back tomorrow night from 6 to 10, riding with the king tomorrow night. That should be interesting. Talk to Howard about his interview with Rob Thompson and ask him why he didn't pitch the bench coach idea, which is very disappointing. <laughs> Thank you to Francisco Cookie Rojas for producing the show today. Uh, stay tuned. Broads up next. He's in for the Broads, afternoon, he's guys. he's ready to go. Yep. Sneaker he's ready guy. to go. Sports I mean, Radio. I was stoked. <laughs> Sports Radio 94 WIP. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.